Good morning. It is Danger Dan here in the talk shop. I am back in Texas. That's right. We got the Southern Throwdown happening at the Yellow Rose Canyon this weekend, which is August 27th, 27th and 28th. I will be out there tomorrow, the 26th, and I'm looking forward to seeing all my Texas friends. At the Southern Throwdown, Yellow Rose Canyon. There's going to be mini bike races, a chopper show. Maybe we'll do a kickstart competition. There's J.P. Rodman trying to call during my podcast intro. Uh, Dude, it's going to be awesome. I hope J.P. shows up. I hope that's what that phone call was about. Um, Today's show is, uh, it's like the... We're finishing a story we started a few months ago. Uh, Tim from Giga Cycle Garage, Tim Gigastat, who I first really got to know in the mountains, the Himalayas, on the motorcycle Sherpa Expedition, the Stairway to Heaven. Uh, and man, he, uh, dude, he's helped me out a ton since I've got to know him. He helped me do the front end on my Sportster dirt bike. He has a tracker set up. He does a inverted front ends for FXRs and Dynas. He's got a bunch of rad shit all available at his website, gigacyclegarage.com. God, I hope that's it. Um, super rad, dude. You can follow him on the Instagrams at gigacycle. Super rad guy. Anyways, Recently, he put together a trip where a bunch of fucking hooligans jumped on some off-road ready, well, off-roadish ready sportsters and rode the Mid-Atlantic BDR. And you guys know how I feel about the BDR route. So I was super stoked to hear about how this went. Uh, And uh, he tells me all about it. We talked a little bit. He had some questions about my recent travels. We caught up. It's a great conversation. I always enjoy talking to Tim. So let's get into it. All right. So I told you about Southern Throwdown happening this weekend. Did I tell you about that song you recently just heard by extermination day out of minneapolis minnesota thanks to zach over at heavy check out heavy clothing on the gram i think it's heavyclothing.com as well thank you zach um dude southern throwdown this weekend maybe zach's coming down for that that'd be rad it's probably the southern meltdown for him coming this far south right now. The weather is actually looking to be perfect. It's going to be a little bit damp out there just because we've been finally getting rain, which is awesome. Nobody's complaining about any of that. Uh, if you're not in Texas, you're probably going to Virginia City for the Virginia City Roundup. Right. That's right. Virginia City, Nevada. Choppers Magazine, FXR Bazaar is throwing a fucking chopper show at a rodeo. Dude, gosh, that sounds awesome as well. It's hard. I can't be in multiple places at once. So that's one thing I got to figure out in the future is how to, like, experience two, 
places at the same time. Oh, my God. That'd be crazy. Um, so hopefully if you're not in Texas going to the Southern Round, you'll be at the Virginia City Roundup. In a couple more weeks, you've got a show outside of Boise, Idaho called Party at the Pin, where Luke from Chop Merchandise is throwing a fucking antique chopper show at a penitentiary. It's 150 years old. It's going to have 150 motorcycles in it. 150, yeah, 150 choppers at a, at a penitentiary that's 150 years old. There's going to be tattoos. It's going to be a fucking party. Uh, dude, it's going to be awesome, actually. It's going to be awesome. So, Virginia City Roundup, party at the pen. I wish I could be there, y'all, but I just can't, man. I'm going to be the Southern Throne this weekend, and, and that's it, dude. Vomino's back to South America on the 6th. So, uh, I want to tell you about something special, something dear and near to my heart, and that is mcshoptees.com. That's right, your T-shirt of the month club. The only way to support every local motorcycle shop. Do we feature all types of shops from all over the place? Man, man. We do a one-off limited edition t-shirt that has the date on the tag, a signature from the artist. And then with each t-shirt, we send you a postcard that tells you about the shop, where they're located, and what they specialize in. It's fucking a great way to get to know shops around the country to fill your closet full of badass t-shirts. If you got kids, man, we got kids' sizes. You got some beautiful women in your life. We've got women's sizes, dude. You can cut up your men's shirts and give them to them. Hey, you can take your old shirts and use them as shop rags because you got new MC shop shirts in your closet. That's right. Tim Gigacycle was one of our featured shops, uh, man, a couple years ago. And next month's featured shop is... Easy Co. out of Worcester, Mass. Man, they are actually on their way to Virginia City for the roundup right now. They built a badass fucking chopper, and they are taking it to the rodeo, baby. And uh, if you would like to follow along, you can find them on the gram. Look them up on YouTube. They do a great job of documenting their travels and uh, their builds. And Dude, rad shop. They do full service. They do custom work. They do it all, dude. Check out Easy Co. And we've got uh, a familiar artist back on the lineup, uh, Daniel Sheridan, man. He actually did one of our first MC shop tees ever, and that was for Prism Supply. And it's awesome to work with him again, dude. Daniel Sheridan's a rad dude. Uh, he also rides as well, and it's always good, you know, when you got people that ride working for you, dude, making art, you know, they got the perspective. So next month's T-shirt is going to be rad. And if you want to make sure you do not miss out on the Easy Co. shirt, go to mcshoptees.com and sign up now. If you don't like T-shirts but you still want to support the show, go to DangerDanceTalkShop.com and sign up. There is a fucking Patreon support link. Click there. Donate five bucks a month. And it keeps this show on the road. Keeps me putting gas in my tank, building choppers and race bike, and fucking buying all the parts that I break while I'm out there having fun and bringing this show to you. Uh, man, we've done a lot of sweet giveaways in the past. Anywhere from knives made by Nick. I gave away a, a Sportster flat track bike years ago i gave away a trip to nepal a couple years ago 
and then the world shut down. But we are actually going back to Nepal in November thanks to Motorcycle Sherpa. Check out MotorcycleSherpa.com Stairway to Heaven Trip. I will be going the first two weeks of November, and I believe that there are a couple of spots left on this trip. Now, time is running out. You need to go to MotorcycleSherpa.com and sign up now if you would like to be a part of this trip. There's going to be a bunch of rad folks that are already going to be on it. Casey Hyatt from uh, South Texas will be going with us. And, dude, it's fuck. It's going to be sick. I've already done this trip once, and... It was amazing, dude. Uh, if you look up Motorcycle Sherpa and Danger Dan on Google, it will pull up the podcast I did from the road while I was in Nepal. And, uh, man, it's just a, it was such a rad experience, and it's, it would be rad to share that experience with you. So check out MotorcycleSherpa.com. If this trip in November doesn't work, they've got other trips coming up. So check it out. Put a group of guys together. Get your best buds all sign up for the same trip and go explore the Himalayas, dude. This is like a, a for real, for real adventure. So check it out, dude. I think I'm going to have Bear on the podcast here pretty quick, too, which will be rad to catch up with him. Man, I haven't talked to him in a minute. And uh, I also give away a $100 gift card to Lowbrow Customs every single month, man. Lowbrowcustoms.com. They've got what you need. They are also running a feature of the a couple of the bikes that are on the run that Tim talks about in this podcast. Man, I, I consistently run the Bates Bajas from Lowbrow. Uh, Pan Am oils in my bike every fucking oil change and in between. And as it leaks out, I put more of that in there. Uh, Lowbrow Customs has got what you need, trust me. Uh, let's get into this podcast with Tim Gigastat. Tim, how you doing there, Dan? Oh man, I uh, it should be illegal, dude. I've actually, I've actually been fucking cutting wood all day, you know, making cedar stays and trimming some brush up for my neighbor, uh, because that's just kind of the guy I am, you know. Yeah, keeping the cattle all corralled. Oh, the cattle's in, dude. Uh, you know, the grass has all been dead for a while, so they're not going very far from the hay bales. Kind of, oh, kind of easy yeah. to keep them close in times like this. But we did get some rain. Things are greening up. It seemed like every time I look at the pasture out front, it's greener. Like you know, even if it's an hour later. Yeah, I, I think uh, the whole country uh, was uh, hot for a couple of weeks. Yeah. So I dude, yeah, I even, talked to my buddy Randall. He was just in Oregon, and he said it was 102 degrees. Oh jeez. Riding his bike, fucking five hours through Oregon, 102. <laughs> hey, very rarely because we got the Great Lakes right here, but it was ninety eight, ninety nine for a few days here. Really? Uh, Were people yeah. just freaking out, shutting down businesses and whatnot? No, nah, not so much that, but it's uh, it's just everybody's complaining and indoors. Yeah. you know, got the got the air on. Fortunately, at night it cools down to you know mid eighties. So it's uh, but other than that, you know, and we got the humidity here because of the Great Lakes also. Yep, dude. It's fucking been humid today for sure. 
Yeah. Oh. So I I saw that it was like 104, 105 down there for a while. Oh, dude, I saw 113 on my truck one day. Oh, jeez. Right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's fucking warm, dude. And it was so fucking dry, man. Like, we hadn't had any rain since, like, early June, I don't think it was. Yeah, that's about, we had, like, a day here, a day here, a day there. The grass is all burned out and everything here. So I've only cut the grass, like, twice in the last six weeks. And uh, all I did there was just cut down the weeds. Nice. Well, that's awesome, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Now, I don't mind cutting grass. I fuck. I enjoy smoking a little fucking hooter and, and doing doing some weed eating. Yeah, you know, running that two stroke motor. Yeah, exactly. Uh, the chainsaw motor's been what I've been running lately. I did some chainsawing today, and dude, I I did my first like I had my first trail cleaning experience up in the mountains. You know, I don't know if you're aware, but like. Back, I think it was in December, maybe January, there was a gnarly fucking windstorm. Actually, there was windstorms all over the country uh, this past winter. But right. up up by Red River where we stayed during the summer, there was like fucking thousands of trees got blown over, dude. And there is this one single track trail that's been there for years. And one section of it, dude, was just decimated, man. And uh, huh. and I, I, didn't, I don't even know who maintains the trails or nothing. Or at least until recently. And, I, you know, this summer I'm up there. I fucking tried to connect the trail a couple different ways. Like, dude, just doing some crazy shit, walking around for hours, trying to find, like, the easiest way to go through, like, the least amount of trees to jump over. Or, and I would always just run into roadblocks. At one point I, like, found some old road and, like, went underneath a fence, went over a fucking gate. Uh, you know, just a lot of shit on the dirt bike up in the mountains. You know, when you get pretty far in, you start, you st- you know, there's some things you'll do to just keep going forward, right? Uh, sure. But I never made it through, and then I finally met the guys that uh, are responsible for the, the trails around Red River, and uh, I found them, and they were like, dude, we're actually going up to finish that trail up today. We're going to try to, and I, I loaded uh, my steel up on the back of my XT500, the 1977 XT500, and rode up this fucking mountain with them, and they both had like uh, gas gas three hundreds with the fucking derp or the chainsaw mounts on the front of the forks. Sure. And uh, you know when I pull up, the first time they meet me, I'm on that old bike, and we're fixing to do like one of the gnarliest single tracks in the area. They're like, "What in the fuck, you know? Who <laughs> is this guy, man?" You said uh, you got your 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 normal garb on with your your uh, your. Your helmet and everything. Oh yeah, I'm fucking wearing a Sidnaw vest, man. My pants, <laughs> my fucking pearl snap, the fucking rebel flag helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Who is this guy? Yeah, I mean, open face into the mountains, man. Yeah, 1977 yeah. called. They want their guy back. <laughs> Dude, one of the announcers in Sturgis was like, "Looks like he just came from a Civil War reenactment." Oh, I fucking was <laughs> dying. <laughs> uh, but dude, we went up there and we cut trees, dude, and and it, this was the gnarliest tree cutting I've ever been a part of because all these trees were laid over in different directions and they're all loaded. Like you start cutting and you feel and snapping them, and you know one oh, of them I cut. All, they're, all pre-lo- they're all preloaded. Oh, oh yeah. big time, dude! I yeah, fucking yeah. cut one, and I swear this tree, you know, because the trees blew over and the like the root balls kind of came out of the ground. Well, this one sure. I cut, this fucker. 
twenty foot tall tree trunk stood back up into the air. I was just like, "Oh fuck!" You know, you got to pay attention to what you're cutting out there and where you're standing while you're cutting. And did you did you lose the saw or did it get it bound up at all or not? Dude, I actually didn't get mine bound up at all. I I helped one of the other guys get his out a couple times. Uh, yeah, dude, no, it was. I mean. Yeah, no, it was, it was, I was successful on my end. I didn't get caught. I didn't get hit. I didn't fucking, you know, what's crazy is like standing on fucking two trees, reaching over to like cut the one that should be cut first in the fucked up position. And, yeah. you know, if something happens, you're miles in. It's, it's hard to get there on a bike by yourself when you're in good shape, right? Yeah. If something, you know, they just let some random dude from the 1970s follow them up the mountain with a chainsaw, <laughs> you know? Like, those guys might be crazier than I am, you know? Because if something happens, you're not, there is no, like, quick escape, and we're dealing with fucking chainsaws, you know? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was good, when- but it made me decide... Uh, I want to get one of those chainsaw mounts for my KTM because I am not taking that Yamaha back up on that trail, dude. That trail goes so high, that carb starts fucking sucking. I'm like adjusting the air screw, and it's. Oh, really? I mean, it was, and it loses. Like the higher you get on the mountain, the steeper the trail actually gets. And at one point, I probably, I mean, I would have made it at some point, but they both got off their gas gases and uh, came and helped me push the bike and get it over one of the gnarliest hill climbs. Huh. It was a yeah. fucking good hill climb because it goes up, it does a little S-turn, you're going around trees, and then, like, I don't know, 25, 30 yards up, you have, like, a fucking 8-inch root that's, like, you know, slick as shit, and you got to jump sure. over it, and, I mean, it's fucking steep as shit, and I made it past that on the third try, and, and huh. then fucking sent the bike after that, and then they came up and helped me get over the top. It was it was oh. fucking rad, but that bike is not going back up there. There's no need. I got a fucking a KTM 350 now, and that fucker's getting a saw mount. Because I really did enjoy like going up there and fucking sawing trees out in the fucking you know you know contributing sure. to the trail system that I've been taking advantage of for years. You know, like sure, it's finally sure. it was nice to finally like because I wasn't sure what like the uh, the protocol was. You know, like right. You know, can we cut the tree? You know, it's forest. It's public land. I didn't want to, like, do something and then the trails get shut down because Danger Dan's up there fucking cutting his own trails or, you know. I would have made, like, some passes. Like, I would have gone some different ways to get off the trail just to make it easier to cut. Or, you know, that's a possibility. I didn't know. You know, I just didn't know. So it was good to, like, you know, meet the guys that do know all those things. Sure. Are they, were they, like, government workers or just volunteers? Well, one of them uh, works for the Forestry Service, and the other one's just a volunteer. And oh. then uh, one of the other guys lives up there. He's got, like, this sick spread with, like, 40 acres at the base of the mountain. We were doing the gnarliest hill climbs at his place one day. It was literally, like, point your finger at the mountain and be like, I think we could make it up there. And then we would go up fucking ten times. And fucking go back, you know, it would take forever to beat in the trail. It was fucking fun, dude. Uh, I fucking rode my dirt bike a lot. And, uh, you know, that's why I, I, I got it was to, like, spend time on that so that I could learn, get more comfortable on the dirt, and hopefully some things would transition over to the Pan America. Right, right. You know, because I'm doing shit down in fucking South America. Like, I don't have a good compass as to go like 
maybe I shouldn't go that way by myself in South America. You know, I'm like, no, there's a trail. I'm going to go for it, you know? And I think having all the skills that I can is just preparing for the worst or the best or whatever. Yeah, speaking of your, uh, now that you're in South America, how far south are you now? I am just south of the equator in Quito, Ecuador. Oh, you're in Ecuador now. Mm-hmm. Are you you're going down the uh, the would be the west coast of South America? Yeah, I'm kind of skirting the west coast. So what I did, Tim, you know, the trip, you know, has escalated, right? Like I didn't really sure. plan on doing this. Uh, yeah, it was supposed to be just the Mezcal Moto Rally. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh, then I went to to uh, Costa Rica, and my buddy pointed out that I rode the Pan America Highway down there. I'm like, oh, well, fuck, I should continue on the Pan America Highway on the Pan America that Harley just put out. But Are you, are you, are you familiar with that, that road in the 50s? In the when, 50s. They used to, when they used to have the Carrera Pan America on it? Oh, it still does. Well, yeah, but it's, it's sort of a rally now. It used to be a, a real race. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, I know what you're talking about. I thought you were, like, the name of the road is Carrera Pan America in some of yeah, those Yeah, yeah, it was, it, it, was, it was a race that when they first opened it, it was to uh, promote tourism through mainland Mexico, uh, you know, down down south. Yeah, they only day. did it for, like, three or four years because yeah, so many people, many people died, dude. Yeah, yes. When <laughs> my, uh, <laughs> when, uh, my uh, father, my, when my dad was a, you know, basically a kid, you know, uh, the, the neighbors the, that owned the, the bar would go down and race down there. Oh, they would actually go down and do the race. Yeah. And then my, my father's, my grandfather told my father, he says, you know how that they can go down and race with their cars and my my dad's like, I don't know. They got more money than me. He says, Yeah, because you're paying the mortgage on the bar. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're drinking so much of that fucking bar that they own. That's right. That's right. You're you're paying the mortgage on the bar, so they got money to go down the race. Oh, that's and my, awesome. my my father told me that story when I was like sixteen. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, he says they would go down there and, and race the career plan America in the from uh you know in the fifties. Yeah, so the so. research I did is that race was just through Mexico. And Mexico yeah. was the first country to actually finish their part of the Pan America Highway. Like they were yeah. the first country to go from border to border. I mean, yep. but surely America had one at that point, but maybe not that connected to that exact spot. I don't know. Well, I, I, uh, it was in the fifties. Well, the what do you call it? Well, that's about when they were building the interstate system here. Yeah. You know, it was after World War II, so uh, you know, it was it was it's called the Dwight Eisenhower uh, Interstate Highway. So you know, it's you know the whole system is. I so, should do more research on how the roads of America came to be. Yeah, that'd be interesting, <laughs> especially the interstates and stuff. Well, yeah, know. I mean, all the roads really. You know, it's uh, like some of the funnest roads to ride are roads that were built for like you know, reasons that don't even exist anymore. And that's why they're awesome or, but they, you know, to like, uh, like the road that I did in Columbia, the devil's trampoline. Yeah. You know, they built that road because of a war and they were trying to get troops over the, 
the mountain pass. And, well, once the war was over, there was, like, you know, no real reason to maintain it uh, or build on it or make it better, you know, because it wasn't needed that much. Well, that's, you know, Billwell's up in uh, Alaska right now. Yeah, Purdue Bay. Yeah, and that that road that they're on, you know, the Dalton Highway, part of that was put in because they wanted to have access to that land. Uh, they thought that maybe the Russians would come and invade Alaska, and they wanted to have a way to come go up there to, you know, easily by land. Yeah, there absolutely. Wasn't a, yeah, get some and troops the, and some fucking guns up there. Yeah, and then, and they, you know, they they used it. Uh, as the haul road for the the pipeline when they did put that in in the mid-70s. Yep. So, you know, it's still pretty rural up there, and it's not paved. Hell, yeah, dude. I saw some pictures. Oh, yeah. Uh, dude, they're Just, fucking covered in dirt and dust, dude. Oh, yeah. And it's cold and buggy and, yeah, and rainy and, yeah, everything else. So, so I'm sure there's all kinds of stories coming I'm, out of that. I'm glad that they're knocking out the northern half, and I'm doing the southern half. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Well, where's the end goal? Are you going to go all the way to the tip of Chile? Or? Yeah, I want to go to Terra del Fuego. I want to go down there to where the dolphins turn to penguins. <laughs> I told you about that guy I followed on YouTube, C90 Adventures, that he rode, he rode from Alaska, and but he made a detour. He did all of the um, transcontinental highway or the – from east to west. Oh, the t- Trans-American Trail. Tra- Trans-American Trail. And then he picked it back up, and then he started heading down south through, you know, down through Central America. And then he took a ferry, like like how you wanted to stow- be a stowaway. Yeah. That's sort of what he did. He took his bike apart, but it's only like a little bit bigger than a scooter. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. A little, bit, little and, bit less luggage than what I had. Yeah, and he put it in a couple bags. And just put it on the boat as luggage. So, and then then he had it on the way down. So, yeah, he just he's been doing it for like two years, three years. Yeah. And uh, the last installment I saw about a month or so ago, basically he he was like uh, he was still a few hundred miles from his goal of finishing it, and, and he just got sick of doing it and says, "I'm going home." Went back to the UK. Oh, that's right. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was yeah. Just, he's like, ah, fuck it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the fun is done. I'm done. I'm yeah. Well, home. you know, you get that when you're doing stuff by yourself like that. Uh, you know, like one thing me and my kids have been doing uh, while while I've been home is uh, watching alone, you know, and like seeing oh, those people yeah. just exist in the wilderness. And even the guys that like end up getting food, building a great shelter. That's what they struggle with the most is just being away. And they're like, you know, fuck, I can do this, I've done it, but, you know, do I really want to be away that much? Is the money that important, you know? Right, It, it right. gets to that point. One beautiful thing about my trip is, like, you know, I've been fortunate enough to, like, do it in segments where I have been able to come home and spend this time with my family. Uh, sure. Because, you know, it sucks when you're down there in a beautiful country and you're, like, you're having a hard time enjoying it because you you, you you know you are homesick or you're you know you got fucking kids that are like you know doing cool shit that they want you to see and you're like well I'm doing fucking cooler shit bitch you know yeah <laughs> it's, it's easier said than done sometimes you know oh yeah oh yeah and then you know you don't have you can't you got to tell them stories you can't share it with them firsthand 
Yeah, Ew. we're like, you know, if I could come back home and you're like, oh, no, th- it was terrible. I didn't have any fun in Colombia. The cocaine was bad. The coffee didn't taste good. The roads were fucked up. You know, yeah. it, was, it was brutal, you know. Did <laughs> Absolutely. It's, uh, it's a tricky situation. But, yeah, watching alone and seeing those guys, like, you know, I could see how that guy on his 90, he's like, fuck it, I don't even care to prove anything anymore. I'm sure he set off on a mission to, like, Maybe not prove a point, but to just do something that seemed impossible, and then you know you get close to finishing, and you're like, "Fuck it, I don't even, I don't even, I'm not going to get anything out of by getting to the bottom." You know, I got other shit I want to do. Exactly. Did you? Um, wh- I forgot what I lost my train of thought. Oh my gosh, we can't have uh, that. It was a podcast, dude. We have to stay on track. No, yeah, I know it. This, uh... <laughs> Oh, how is it not being able to, like, uh, talk to anybody, like, fluently? It's always, like, charades. It's, uh, you know, it's interesting. Uh, I didn't, you know, I think if I would have prepared for this trip more, I would have, I like to think I would have spent more time learning the language. And even, I guess maybe not, because now I've had time. I could have been, like, doing stuff online, and I haven't been. Uh, You know, when I got to Columbia... You know, so when I left, I, I I rode through those Guatemala, El Salvador, Honduras, and Nicaragua without any context, you know? And then I get to my buddy in Costa Rica, and it was like a small victory. Like, oh, fuck, there's some people I could communicate with, some good-time friends, hang out with them. And then from Costa Rica, I'm on a mission to go see Rob, right? Fucking hang out right. with Rob. That was sick as fuck. And then I'm on a mission to go to Panama City, where I got to hang out with some more rad dudes, you know? Uh and then Colombia was like the first big country where there was like places I wanted to go, but uh, you know there was no like. I wish I would have made more effort to go to the dealerships when they were open. You know, I went by a couple of them, but they were. I just happened to be there when they weren't open. Uh, but I also really started gravitating towards hostels because there were people there that spoke English, and that helps a lot. You know, I think sure. that that that. Uh, that fucking, you know, the, the alone feeling would have been more detrimental having not had the outlet of being able to communicate with foreigners and, you know, hear about their travels and ask questions and learn where to go, where not to yeah. go. And, uh, you know, you so can't, you can't ask even even the locals, you can't really ask them anything because you don't really know what they're saying. Right? Yeah, I mean, it's it it is kind of I don't know. I don't know. If it's a waste, but it's like. I feel like it's not, you know, not efficient or, you know, I just feel like I I would get more out of this trip if I could really uh, immerse myself in the local language and communicate with the people, whether it's about the motorcycle scene or, you know, where the cocaine comes from, you know, like this, it's just like. But it also adds, like, another element of, like, dude, I am in a fucking foreign land, you know? Like, it's uh, it kind of makes it more exciting. Uh, and when I say more exciting, like, that just means the anxiety levels are fucking through the roof, you know? Oh, just yeah. like I know, I know about sure. what you're talking about. Yeah. Do, you know, and you honestly, I've, I've wanted to do this for a long time, right? Like, I, I, plan, I talked about doing this when they first started the Mezcal Moto Rally. But... When we went to Nepal with Motorcycle Sherpa, it changed my entire outlook on world travel. I was just like, I, I really lost the desire to just 
try and ride through Central America and go through. Like, I wanted to go to South America and Central America, but I wanted to do it with a fucking group like Motorcycle sure. Sherpa. You know, somebody who was like going to take care of all the shit where I could just go out and ride and have fun. Uh, because I really enjoyed that a lot more than, you know, I would have thought. You know, and oh, the, there's definitely less less anxiety. That's a fact. So much less anxiety, dude. Yeah. And but just like being with a group of people that you can communicate with, and uh, you know, <clears throat> like all the stuff that I'm doing while I'm traveling by myself, which is like kind of trying to get to a place and then trying to find a place to stay, while also like trying to feed myself uh, and not get into like you know. All those things that you do when you're traveling in a foreign place by yourself, you've never been before, you don't have to do, worry about any of those things. And you can, like, really uh, soak in the atmosphere and the culture a lot more. You know, even though I didn't speak Nepalese or whatever language they spoke. Uh, yeah. Well, they spoke pretty good English, actually. They did. And having Booty with us, you know, the, yeah, the insider. That, that, that yeah. I mean, if you had a question, he had an answer. I mean, whether it was right yeah. or not was different, but he had an answer. Yeah, well, and plus he, like any of the the beggars and the people that would cause you like a little bit of trouble, he'd he'd shoo them away before they got they got to you. Yeah, I never even noticed any of them. Yeah, exactly. That's why I, I, when we went to the airport, when he dropped me off at the airport, I noticed he was shooing away all the guys that were trying to come around to grab my luggage and shit like that and stuff like that. Yeah. So, so that, I mean, I guess. Yeah, like that. That trip changed me. So it's made. Like I said, I didn't plan on doing what I'm doing, right? So uh, because of Motorcycle Sherpa, I wasn't even going to even attempt something like this. So now that I am, I didn't prepare near as much as maybe I would have had I, uh, you know. Well, plus, see, you, you just did Mexico when you did the Desperado run. Yeah. You know, what was that, just 12 months prior, right? Yeah, it wasn't even that long before, really. Are, are, are you doing that again? The Desperado Run. Yeah, or something similar? Well, I mean, uh, I have I have been on the Desperado Run since the Desperado Run. Well, I know you have. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I would love to. Uh, you know, right now, this trip south has got pretty much all of my... Uh, I would assume. You know, it's just, I, I can't... I can't really make too many big plans right now. Uh, even though I've got some ideas brewing, uh, you know, I want to get I want to get down to the bottom and see yeah. those penguins, and then I'll. How, how many more miles is it? Do you know? Oh fuck! Well, here that's what I was getting at a minute ago. So you asked if I was going down the west coast, and I was like, "Well, yeah. here's the deal. What you know, instead of like following the Pan American Highway, uh, which is pretty much a fucking highway most of the time." Sure. Uh, I picked out the five most dangerous roads in South America. Uh, like through Bolivia and just like like the, the dirt road trucker, uh, ice road truckers? Yeah, I'm definitely, I mean, I'm going to hopefully get to the death road in Bolivia this next trip. There's another one in Peru called Canon del Pato. Uh, I did the Devil's Trampoline in Colombia. And then there's a couple, there, there's a couple that didn't make the list in Ecuador, but... Uh, you know, I found one, and it's not on any dangerous road. Well, it's on one. I found a blog where they're like, dude, this road is fucked, you know? Like, so I'm going to go down that one, too. 
Uh, <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it's a little bit of cheating just because, you know, you're, it's a lot more narrow. Oh, but. yeah. Well, yeah. The only thing is, is you're just like, nobody's moving out of your way in a bus. You know, they're no. like, yeah, you have to go off in the ditch, which I have yeah. done. And I, you know, that's better than the cliff. So did I, did, I send, did I send you the picture of that guy on that bike on the edge of the cliff? Oh, dude, I it? got sent that by so many fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> so many people were like, hey, just in case you weren't aware that this is possible on these fucking dumb roads you've been riding on, uh, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> and the guy just standing there while watching his buddy and the and the bike just roll down the cliff. Yeah, well, I mean, there's nothing he could have done, really, uh, except for say, hey, you just... Well, they they, he could have helped him walk the bike around or something. Well, I bet the guy riding it was like, get you know, this isn't that big of a deal. Get the fuck back, dude. That's what I would have been doing. Like, I don't need your help. You know? <laughs> now he does. Yeah, fuck, dude. You think they got that bike out of there? No way. No, no way. No, they probably fished him out and just left the thing down there. You think so? You don't think that he was like, let's get some winches and uh, some fucking cables? I don't know. It was down there pretty good. Yeah, it yeah. really was. From the photos, it looked like about 100 feet down, but I don't oh, know. Oh, I think that's just where the video cut out, dude. I bet that yeah, motherfucker yeah. went down far. <laughs> I mean, it had to have picked up some momentum by the time it hit the trees, you know? <laughs> well, I saw, I, I just saw like pieces of debris that were coming out that were were way farther down the hit, down the cliff than the, than the guy. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's a. Uh, that is definitely a possibility uh, on the roads that I've been riding on. There's no doubt. Um, and, uh, you know, just wing it. Uh, so, yeah, that's that's what I got going, Tim. I, I actually, you right? You, Excuse me. You surviving? Yeah, hold on. Hey, press the cough button. Tickle in my throat. Damn. Yeah. So an, another idea. <laughs> yeah. So another idea I had uh, just recently. I was talking to Brian Helm. So that's another thing, dude. Is I'm taking Brian Helm down with me to Ecuador. I don't know who that is. Oh, he's my fucking good friend. He's a photographer, uh, a great photographer. And recently he's been just fucking riding so much. Like I think he's been across the country like six or seven times in the past two years. Uh, wow. Just like riding to Daytona, California, New York. He's up in Calgary right now. He's actually headed to Buffalo right now. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's going to Angelo's shop. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, have him stop over or whatever. Yeah, I can put him up if he wants to. Yeah, no, I may have him reach out to you. He's uh, he's actually going down to uh, where is uh, Indian Larry's at? That's in New York. Yeah, in Brooklyn. It's in Brooklyn. So he's headed to Brooklyn. He is in charge of like curating the art for the block party. Oh, is he? Okay. Yeah. So he's gonna he's going there, and then he's gonna fly down and meet me in Ecuador, and then <clears throat> fly back and get ready for the block party. What's uh, it? Yeah, because that's a, that's the seventeenth of uh, September. Yeah, I think gonna, I'm gonna be. It's gonna be cutting close. Yeah, you're you're not going to the block party, right? No, I'm not. No, no, no. No. No, okay. I'll be, that's when I'll be crossing into Peru. Okay. Which so, is yeah. Be sick, dude. But uh, 
Where was I going? Oh, yeah. So I was talking to Brian Helm the other day about, you know, how I ne- haven't been out in the Northeast. And uh, he was, and, and we were talking. I was like, man, I was going to come up in 2020 for Laconia, you know, to see the hill climb. The What is it? The Gunsmoke Hill Climb or the? Gun, gun stock, I think. Gun yeah. stock, yeah. And he was like, well, you know, next year is the 100th anniversary. And I haven't been since the 90th. And I've would like to go to the 100th, and I was like, oh, man, you know what I'd like to do is ride my fucking Sportster up the BDR to fucking Laconia and then do the hill climb on my Sportster. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, pa- Patrick, uh, duty, I think he rode his, uh, his Dyna on the hill climb th- this year. Really? Yeah, he did the mid four hundred on it, and then he did that on it. If I, if I recall correctly, oh, Patrick was the guy on the big dyno. Yeah, yeah. What a fucking dude! That fucking rock section on the second half, dude. I don't know how he could have possibly made it through there. Yeah, he said, he said it. He said it was a day of torture. <laughs> hey, it was a day of torture for us, and we finished. So yeah, <laughs> I can only imagine, dude. Uh, but you you and some guys recently, last time we were the, you were on the show, we talked about it. You had a trip planned. You had a handful, maybe a dozen people, all going to be riding Sportsters and going down, what is it, the M-A-B-D-R? Yep, uh, Mid-Atlantic BDR. Yeah. Mid-Atlantic BDR, and it starts in Tennessee? Yep, right on the Tennessee-Virginia uh, border. And then it ends in Maine. No, no, no. This one ends at uh, the New York state line on the northern end of uh, Pennsylvania. Okay. Yep. So that's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, that, that section is 950 miles off-road. Dude, and then they it, just added the BDRX in Pennsylvania. Yes, and, and that's, that's, you know, it's funny. It's, uh, that uh, is in some of the same area uh, that they're, that they're doing it. The X, from what I can gather, the X is the, it's like a base camp and then they got loops. Oh, okay. All right. So you, you can do that and it's supposed to be 500 miles of, of loop style trails. Oh, see, I thought it was just a 500 mile loop. No, no. I think it's multiple loops. Gotcha. It, it, yeah. And it's, it, you're supposed to be able to do it like in four days or something like that. Wow. And, uh, um, they've been doing, they've had guided tours. Uh, like it, it was like a, not a, not necessarily an invite only, but you had to sign up for it and, and pay, pay for the, the, the guy that one of the guys that runs BDR, you yeah. know, the, he, he did like guided tours of these, of these routes. And, uh, and I guess that that's going to be a new thing that they're going to do is, uh, start doing things like that. So you got a base camp and then, uh, and then just, you go from there. Well, it sounds rad. Well, but I want to hear about y'all's trip. So my, our trip. Uh, okay. All right. The premise is, is let's do, I call it the dumb idea. You know. <laughs> so, Hold on. Base, Were you calling it the dumb idea before the trip or after the trip? No, before the trip. Okay. Yeah, I never, I never thought it was a great idea, you know. But it, it was a, a great idea to have some fun. But it yeah. wasn't a great idea to, you know. <laughs> so in the vein of uh, 
you know, uh, top gear or something like that. You know, what, what, what can we do that, you know, I can, obviously I could ride a, a dirt bike off road and yeah. ri- ride through the trails. And, you know, I was watching the videos and we've talked about it, you know, you and I've talked about it and I had all the paper maps and, you know, I knew what to, you know, the, what it how was. How good are those Butler maps? They're pretty good. I think you know, those are great maps. I mean, the way that they they break it all down in sections, and then they have like the elevation changes and the gas stops all laid out for the whole stretch, and yes, it's pretty good. But, yes, however, it, it all depends on what you're riding to, and how many people you have with you, and the skill level of the group. Oh, absolutely. Well, yeah, that that's yeah. that would yeah, absolutely. You gotta take it. To, they didn't fucking design a map for fucking dumb ideas okay they, no. they designed a map for people that are you know well even, even then because most of the guys that ride those things are generally retirement age yeah you know because i think they're the guys that have the time to fuck around and do things like this so and uh you know and and those are the guys that can afford to buy the bmw 1250s and i don't think most of those bdrs are designed for bmw 1250s they are possible on BDR twelve or GS twelve fifties, but yes, yes, and and that's one thing that I can I can attest to, is they say that the BDR Mid Atlantic is probably the the easiest of them. Yeah. However, it's not when you're riding a five hundred pound <laughs> Harley Davidson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you got to say that a little differently because my 500-pound Harley-Davidson Pan America would fucking smoke that mid-Atlantic, dude. I don't know, because a lot of it's tight. A lot of it's really tight and a lot... Tim, 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 I guarantee you that my fucking Harley-Davidson Pan America would smoke the mid-Atlantic because it smoked the fucking Colorado BDR, you know? Yeah, but here's the difference between... There's not like technical like you, there's like roads that you got to go straight up and things like that. Yeah, it, it, a lot of it is um, they're like logging roads, and you know they're they're like single track roads through the uh, through the mountains, and in because they're meant for like a truck to come through or a. And so in all the, there's a lot of switchback corners and things like that. Oh yeah. And they, they put gravel in the corners. They put what? They put gravel, you know, like pea oh, gravel. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. To keep them from eroding away. But on a motorcycle, the, those corners are like marbles. Oh yeah. I know. Oh, so, you know, your tires have nothing to grip. <laughs> so, so that that's the deal there, you know. And you know, riding because there, there ended up being uh, there was ten of us that started, and by the there was like thirteen that started, but not necessarily started at the beginning. Okay. Like uh, like we picked up a couple and dropped off a couple, and you know, like one guy never you know called me every day and said he was on his way and never made it. So that, was that Gary? That was be Gary. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so, so let's back up. Let's uh, let's go over again. I think we talked about this before, but what did what did you do to your bike uh, to my bike, for this trip? They, what did you start bike, with? Uh, basically, I started with a 1997 
Sportster 1200. Oh, perfect. Uh, uh, and it was, it was some, some kid's idea of a chopper. And so I figured that was, it didn't have a whole lot of miles on it. Now, but, when you man, say some kid's idea of a chopper, what is it like? Fucking four inch shocks and fucking and, 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 a and, and, sissy and, and, bar like, on the swing arm. Yeah, yeah, and had, yeah. So Ten over front end. Yeah, yes, with the mid glide and forward controls and ape hangers. Oh, and, sick, dude! Oh yeah, oh yeah. And that's not a kid's version of a chopper. That's a chopper, dude. <laughs> the thing rode like a pile of shit. Well, have it, you ridden mine? <laughs> yeah, but I've, I've I've ridden rigid choppers before. As a matter of fact, I own one, so that's, they work uh, so much better, don't they? Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, so you got a you got a nice chopper to start off with. Yep, and uh, you know, I thought it it even had the underglow on it and all kinds of stuff. Oh, you know, what the, is the underglow? That like when you turn, it's got a switch and it's got the 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 LED lights that shine down on the motor and and oh. stuff like. Wow. <laughs> Tejano yeah. style. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you can go to the local bike night and wax it and make it shiny and turn on your lights. And, you know, and it just shows the how shiny everything is. So what did so, what did you do? You got rid of the front end. You put some I, different I shocks put, on it. Yep, I ended up putting one of our uh, tracker front ends on, on the front. Okay. Because uh, I didn't put a long travel on it because I had to ride 650 miles on road. Well, here's the get... deal. I mean, I, that was one piece of advice I gave to many people on this trip was don't make the bike as tall as you think you should. Yep. So, and I bet that and, helped out in those fucking pea gravel switchbacks, dude. Oh, hell yeah. yeah I didn't have any problem riding, you know, <laughs> through any of this stuff. Okay. It, it, yeah, well, you, you've been with me. You know yeah. how, you know, the whole deal is. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't have any trouble at all. But since I was, it was part of my trip, you know, my trip, and uh, I felt responsible that I had to sort of lead some of the other ones. Oh, you that, fucking are responsible. So you yeah. put a tracker front end on it. What kind of shocks did you put in the back? Uh, RWDs, RWDs I put on the back. Yeah, the tallest ones he had with the five eight shafts and everything on it, and uh, with the they they got uh, preload and compression adjustments on so it. So they no, had, what no. probably had like three and a half inches of travel. On the rear, on the front was four. On the rear was probably three or four. Yeah, yeah, somewhere somewhere in that neighborhood. But it was a, it was at least controlled travel. Gotcha. You know, it wasn't it wasn't a pogo stick, and it was rigid. So at least, uh, and I, rather than putting dual discs on the front, I just put a single disc. Really, you know, I did that. I did that partly for weight, uh, but I think I think I might put a dual, put a second disc on. Uh, just uh, I think the the braking could use it because sometimes it was all I could do to get the thing to stop off road. Really? You know? Yeah. What so, kind of tires it, were you running? I run, ran uh, Shinko 804s, 805s, the uh, 80-20s, oh, yeah. 80% off-road, 20% on-road. Those are like the block tires, right? The big, the big blocks on them. And I was, I was amazed how well they travel on-road. Yeah, no, those do great on-road. Uh, and they don't even wear down as fast as I would have thought either. No, no. Like, I, I probably got 2,000 miles on the rear, and it's about half gone. You know, right now. So well, that I, it's amazing how much dirt will eat up a tire, especially rocks and shit. When you're with the power of a fucking twelve hundred Sportster, you yeah, know? 
Yeah, that was that that was that was sort of fun because you know the kids behind me, whatever. You come out of a corner and just slip the clutch and <laughs> roost them. Fucking you know, blast them, dude. Oh uh, yeah. After a little while, I'm thinking to myself, if I keep on riding like this, I'm not gonna have a clutch left. So uh, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not like it's a 250 two stroke. You know, <laughs> it's so it, it's got some power there and it's heating that clutch up pretty good every time I did that. So I'm like, yeah. Did you well, put an aftermarket clutch in? No, stock clutch. I never opened the primary. On the bike, what I did is I got it, and we had a couple nice days. And I bought it the 30th of January or December 2021. And then I brought it home. And up here, there's snow on the ground at that that time of year. Hell yeah, there is. And we had a couple days that was, you know, maybe in the 50s. And I took it for, I don't know, a 10, 20-mile ride around the block. And so at least I figured out that the thing ran well and stuff like that, carbureted clean. And, you know, it had these big radius drag pipes on it and all this crap. So all that stuff came off. And uh, it had a belt drive. I, I cut that off and put on a uh, chain drive. Chain conversion. What kind of exhaust did you run? Uh, the the Super Meg, uh, the Kirker, the Lowbrow South. Okay. So yeah, that that actually it uh it, it builds power and it it um it, it sounds pretty good and it's reasonably priced. Yeah, and it's so. the way that it fits. It's kind of tight in there. It's really secure. Yep. It's there's nothing like there's not like fucking ten inches or twelve inches hanging off loose of a pipe, no, which is it, like it, pretty important in the dirt because you know the vibrations, the bouncing. If you got a pipe sticking out the back, it'll you know it, yeah it'll. it'll Something's gonna break somewhere. Yep, and uh, and it cleared my my saddlebags. I used the X fills from uh, Biltwell. Nice. Uh, and uh, I just had to put the the struts, you know, like the the saddlebag struts. I just brought from Drag Specialties. Really, and, uh, just a little fucking quarter inch round, whatever yeah. it is. Yep, just to keep them enough, so you know, because the, the, they they don't do anything other than keep them out of the tire. Yeah. They don't really hold it. Yeah, you keep know, them out then, of the fucking sprocket and the clutch, or the yep. sprocket and the brake, really. Exactly. So and then I, then with all those molly straps and everything, I just zip-tied them, you know, so they weren't, you know, bouncing around and stuff like that. And the, the way that, that Billwell has them designed, they got like a sort of like a sleeve that the, um, that, that their mount goes in. Oh, really? Yeah, to keep them from flopping and stuff oh, that's like that. Handy. Yeah, yeah, and I just sort of helped, you know, added some more just to, to help it along, so it wasn't tearing on all the the same stitching and stuff like that. Did <laughs> so, you have like a? Did you take a tent or a bed roll? No, we uh, we uh, we actually we we hoteled it every night. Oh and, man, uh, you guys which, must be loaded. Oh yeah, well yeah, we're loaded, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So it was the reason that I did that is is because I a trying to find a place to camp and if the weather wasn't cooperating you're wet. Oh yeah, you know oh, you don't yeah. have to explain yourself to yeah. me. I'm I'm yeah. familiar with the hotel bedroom. Yeah. So and then at least every day you're you're at least slept in a bed and you you can take a shower and you know and get. Oh, the, and I know you motherfuckers needed showers after fucking wrestling those sportsters off in the dirt for oh, sure. Oh, Oh hell yeah, yeah. So, you know, and obviously, you know, I didn't, I didn't take too much with me. I, I wore the same stuff that I wore in Nepal, you know, and wear the same stuff, you know, on the bike every day. You know, basically, you're just changing your underwear. So, what were those like, kind of like moto 
hiking yeah, boots? Yeah, yeah. I, I, basically, I just had regular, uh, decent like um, hunting boots. Is oh, what okay. I wore. Okay. Waterproof, waterproof hunting boots, and then uh, then I had my, uh, you know, just my pants, my riding pants. You know, they're just, you know, like ADV pants, and then then I had the jacket that the sleeves zip off it if you want and stuff like that. So and then just just ride ride like that. That's and, better uh, than having to rip your sleeves off and then not yeah. being able to reattach them. Exactly, exactly. So, and then, uh, you know, so then I only had to bring, you know, like a pair of shorts and a pair of jeans and, you know, a, a pair of shoes to, if we go to dinner or something or go to the bar at, at night. Really? You know, so I, so I just got clean clothes to do that. And the, I wore the same ones all week. You know, nobody, you know, it's only after, after dinner or whatever. And what, then, a, uh, what about, uh, did you have comms? No, no, no comms. No, just follow, follow the leader. And uh, I adopted the, like the the snowmobile off road ATV type deal. Is if you come to a roadway, you know, like where you you're either crossing a road or have to go down the road at all, you stop at the end of the trail and then wait until the last guy catches up. Gotcha. So if you if you're if you're like back in the pack. You know, you don't have to ride over your head trying to catch up to the leaders uh, to make sure that they're not going to leave you. Now, you know? would, now uh, dude, I really enjoyed the way we did it in Nepal, whereas if you came to an intersection, the guy in second place had to stay. Yeah, we did a little bit of that, but it's since nobody knew where only one guy knew the trail and nobody else has been there before, that was a little more difficult. Did you have do. a trail leader? Yeah. Yeah, Jay was the trail leader. You know, a speed oh, one, Jay. fucking Jay, dude. Jay yeah. was with you guys? Oh, yeah. Yep. Oh, that's awesome. What was so he, he on? He was he was riding a, basically a Buell. Uh, Ulysses? No. He did, what he did is he bought this Buell. It's like a... Are you familiar like the Buell City? The it, I, am, sort of like, I am only familiar with the Buell Ulysses and well, the, only well, basically what it they're all about the same, yeah, you know, and but little things are done. And he put the Ulysses suspension on on this other Buell. Okay, so in the future, I'm going to call foul on that because really, yeah, because it's it's we're all riding stock framed sportsters is that frame that much different yeah and it's engineered way better it would be like you being out on your pan america compared to us, us riding sportsters oh gotcha you know it, the suspension's engineered a lot better the you know so and you know it, it's it's what do you call it it's sportster ish too you know it's not really a sportster well maybe your trail needer needs a you know a little handicap there yeah, well, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, the, the the only the only thing is with uh, the way that I looked at it, the whole idea is try everybody to ride the same bikes, so not one guy is that much has that much advantage over somebody else. Yeah, well, were you guys racing or something, Tim? No, no, I mean, but come you on know now. No, no, but you know how I know. You know I get like, what you're saying. I'm just when we're in Nepal. Yeah, because you can only go as fast as the slowest guy. Yeah. You know, when you're traveling in a group and 
so that's why I sort of wanted everybody to be on somewhat sportsers. One guy had an XR twelve hundred. Who's that? Uh, that's John out of uh, DC. John out of Washington DC. DC and, John's uh, from Washington DC, huh? Yeah, go go figure, huh? <laughs> I don't know DC John. So he was on an XR twelve hundred. So, so what? That's like a two thousand four. Uh, I think it was a no, no. I think it was like a two thousand eight. Eight, yeah. Yeah, and it, basically all he did is put uh, Navi tires on it, but the the rear's like an 18 and the front's like a 17 or yep. 16. Yeah, real wide tires, and it it has it has the seating position low bars on it, so you're sort of pitched forward a little bit. He he was hating life the whole time. Really? Yeah. So. Whereas, so that was the opposite, you know what I mean? You know, that's, whereas, whereas Jay, he actually put a, like a longer travel front end on his and a different shock and, you know, Jay knows what he's doing. Jay knows what he's doing. We don't call him speed one for nothing. No, no. So, you know, he, he did that and, uh. He took care of it, and he was the leader, like I said. So, but everybody else was riding, you know, standard sportsters. Gotcha. You know. So let's talk about the other guys now. Okay. Well, well, you know, Rob had his his bike. He finished it. He was like a two days a day or two days late. Rob uh, was. Rob was late. I just don't yeah. believe you. <laughs> yeah. Was so, he busy building his bike? Yes. I mean, he yeah. had that thing like eight months ahead of time. Oh, yeah. I think he had it before I had mine, actually. What did he do to his bike? Uh, it, basically, he uh, he put a long travel, like a, I don't know what it was off of, but it was off of some kind of dirt bike. He put it on the front. On the, front. <laughs> the biggest thing that he changed on his was his, he, he added um, like dirt bike fenders and, a, and a, like a clear uh, off, off-road fuel tank okay you know so you so you could see the gas oh, in it that's and, gay yeah stuff like that those were probably <laughs> the, the the biggest thing and then he built a, a rack uh to carry a shit that broke and some other stuff and but yeah and then he, he didn't bother putting a kickstand on it so he had to lean it up against something every day i don't know nothing about that yeah so that's uh so mine had mine still had the short kick stand on it, so it leaned way over. Had the had the chopper lean, even though it didn't look like a chopper. No, not at all. <laughs> so, did what kind of suspension in the back did Rob have? Uh, most of these guys run those burly shacks. Oh yeah, because they're just cheap and tall. Yes, yeah, they get the ground clearance, but man, they suck. Yeah, fuck they're, yeah, they they're, do. They're terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible on the street, dude. Oh yeah. Well, they're just basically a emulsion shacks and uh, with with a cool red and black spring on them. I don't even so. know if that's cool because <laughs> I know what that means, and that means trash. Yeah. So <laughs> then, then uh, Adam Sandoval had a bike. His was the only rubber mount. Um, he had some engineering. Well, that XR twelve hundred is a rubber mount. Oh, you you're right. You're right. That is a the, that is the, a rubber. The Buell is not a rubber mount, correct? The bu- no, the Buell is a rubber mount. Okay, so you don't know what the fuck you're talking about, do you? Yeah, that's good. Well, you see, that's sort of why I wanted them to, to ride Sanders Sportsters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I'm fucking with you. So, uh, yeah. so he had a just a rubber mount at 1200. Yeah, with the, that had a had a custom built fairing on it, and then yeah. had one of my long. 
My long travels on the front. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, so Sandoval, anybody listening that wants to see us, he did it. Whoa, dude. Holy shit. You want a cigarette? <laughs> you need some of Grandpa's cough medicine. You got some honey and whiskey over there or what? Sorry about that. Dude, yeah, I don't know if I'm getting, getting a cold or what I'm doing here. You need some fucking honey and whiskey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so at any rate. Um, yeah, what I was going to say is uh, anybody listening that wants to check out Adam's bike, he did a great YouTube video uh, about his build and his feedback. And his feedback is pretty much my exact feedback, you know. Uh, I thought he the video was really well done. It's probably the uh, – I mean, I think it's the – Never that is beside the point. He did a great job on that video and the feedback is like it's it's spot on as far as I'm concerned. Oh uh, yeah. Oh absolutely. You know, and, and he's he does a really well really good job on his videos and things like that. Yeah. They're not too long, they're not too short, they're informative, they're entertaining, you know, and things like that. So, you know, some of the other videos that I saw were a little long, you know, drawn out. But so that, uh, but they they showed it off, you know, because the uh, shade tree surgeon he brought his bike. Oh yeah, what did he ride? I didn't see anything of him. I don't think. Oh yeah, he's got he's got a, he's got a video out there that's got to be almost two hours long. Oh my gosh, I need to watch this. Yeah, yeah, and he's got like of the trips, like leading up to it, him driving, you know, riding out of Florida uh, to meet up us up and then getting back uh he's probably got at least four maybe five videos uh for that whole thing no shit well he dude he cracks me up dude like, oh, yeah. oh yeah i would like to meet i need to go to florida and do a podcast with this dude <clears throat> in, in real life he's he's very standoffish and quiet oh yeah well i that's how a lot of people are that have videos like that you know it's easier yeah. for them to talk into the camera uh, and then when it, you know, that's just, yeah, I believe it. But how did he, yeah. how, what did he do to his bike? He, he, he had a, uh, 883, like a 2001, uh, he put, uh, Navi tires on it. You know, most everybody, they went with spokes, uh, and you, you run an 18 or a tw- 18 in the rear and the 21 in the front. Some guys, because Shinko makes a tire for a 16, yep. so you, you can get away with a 16 in the rear if, if you don't want to spend the money. Yeah. But the t- tire selection for an 18 is vastly great, greater. Oh, it's vastly superior. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you, you, you get one tire selection if you're running in uh, a 16-inch rear. You know, so uh, I ran, I ran mags. Uh, I ran a, on the rear, I ran a, a early 80s Sportster rear mag, um, which was, a, is an 18. Yeah. And uh, on the front, I run, ran a 19. I ran mags because I wanted to run tubeless, tubeless tires. Gotcha. So, whereas uh, you can spend long dollars and, you know, get those kind of wheels that are on your Pan America and stuff like that, so you can run tubeless tires, but, you know, that, that wasn't in the budget. Yeah, so I don't me. think anybody building a sports tour is probably not going to spend money on that. No, so, and so, otherwise you got to run tubes. Now, did uh, uh, Shade Tree, what's his name? Josh. Josh. So, did Josh, did he, what, what kind of front end did he run? Stock? No, he ran... Uh, basically, uh, you know, the, just the longer emulsion tubes and longer springs. Okay. 
is what what he did there. Basically, he didn't do anything as far as the dampening or anything. Yeah. Just made it taller for more ground clearance. Which I think is plenty if you don't plan on going fast. Yeah. Well, we'll get back to that. Yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, all right. So we got we got you, we got uh Rob, we got Adam, we got Josh. Uh wasn't there a girl on the trip? Yep, Amy who was uh who was Rob's girlfriend. Okay. Uh whiskey eye Amy. Yeah. And, and I've you met probably, her a bunch of times. Yeah, I was gonna say she you probably saw her in Sturgis. Yeah. So so she she and she did not finish her bike in time. And she said, the hell with it, I'm going anyway, and brought her a Dyna F. Sick. And, and did, did one whole day on the Dyna S off-road. Wow. With street tires. Wow. Yeah. So, And she wasn't the slowest guy on the trail. Well, it's because she's not a guy. Well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And then yep. you got Chicken Rick. Yep. Chicken Rick was oh, there. Speed J. Okay, chicken. What did Chicken Rick roll up on? He have like a windshield and shit. Uh, no, I, uh, I don't know. You know how he is. He's uh, he's he's there, but you know, he he. It's almost like he's a joke that he's there. You know, in his eyes, sort of. You know, that's uh. What was how, what? How, what kind of bike did he run? Oh, a Sportster. Uh, he had the one that he. Remember the one he hit in Mexico? The with, one uh, that he rode across Texas with me, dude. Yeah. So he outfitted that. Did he take the fucking tour pack with it? Yes, 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 yes. Oh, there's yes. no way that tour pack made it. Yeah, the 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 better the one that he had on it. Yes, same bike, same bike. And all these guys, they with the long travel. If you run a stock three point three gallon tank on it, yeah, the the trees hit. You know, because there's not enough room on it. The you trees know, so. hit. Yeah, the trees hit the tank. Really? Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta have. If if you don't, if you don't use custom trees, okay. So if you use oh, just oh, so they he had like a dirt bike front end. Yeah, that he just either changed the bearings or he got it on there somehow. Gotcha. gotcha. So basically, the engine, the only engineering that went into it was is to get it on to the bike. Yeah. Yeah, you know, and then then he he took a hammer and beat in the front of the tank so he it would clear the. Clear See, the I just tree. use my tank as steering stops. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, the triple trees you made for me, uh, with the I have a big like FXR tank on mine. Right, right. Yeah, yours is different. Yeah, mine fucking mine hits. I'm just glad I haven't yeah. put a hole in there yet. And then. Uh, would he run eighteen twenty one? Uh, yes. Yep. So he have knobbies. Yes. Good. Yeah, and, and I don't know what he had for tires. Oh. And and uh, but yeah, and then uh, Brandon Badfish Customs. Okay. He had actually a really nice bike. Uh, he spent some time on it, and his fabrication skills are really up there. And uh, he probably had the <laughs> the most work. Fab wise, done on any of the bikes, really? you know, because all my bike, uh, it was all my all my parts. You know, obviously they're not, you know, they're fab, but as far as the bike concerned, they're just bolt on. Yeah, you just bolt them right on because you fucking make shit ready to go, dude. Right, right. So all my stuff is just bolt on. You know, my bike went from 
the chopper v- version to the ADV version in about two and a half weeks. Gotcha. Yeah, of me just working on it after work and stuff like that. So, so what did Badfish? We say Badfish Josh. Uh, Brandon. Brandon. Badfish. So Brandon. him and uh, and uh, what do you call it? Uh, Chicken Rick are really good friends. Okay. And, and Rob too. You know the the three of them, those guys are are pretty good friends. And you know they're all from Connecticut. You know Long Island. You know that New Hampshire area. Okay. So at any rate, so they. Uh, he had he had foot pegs that I, I looked at the way that he did them, and I think I'm going to come up with something that will be a bolt on using some of his ideas. Nice, you know, yeah. So, so what did he do? Uh, like uh, he moved the controls around? Yeah, he moved them back yep. where they should where they should be. Basically, moved them back and down. Uh, like mine were in stock in the stock position, and it's very difficult to ride standing up when you're they're so far forward. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I I put pegs off of the rear motor mount. Right, it, right, and that's what he did. Okay. So, and then you know, I, I, like I said, I'm gonna come up with something. You know, that that's the one of the winner. Th- that's like Plan B for my bike, and then see if I can get them that they're feasible that I can manufacture them. Well, you know, that's that's kind of the only thing that I would like to do to my bike. Besides, like, making a better wire job is, you know, Carlos, <clears throat> he built some some controls for the Ironhead Sportster. Right. And, dude, they're fucking sick. Now, the only thing I don't like about them is it's a GP-style shifting. Um, yeah. I, th- I, think I don't a like way that to, either. I think there's a way to get around that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got It's all worked out in my head. It's all worked yeah. out in your head. Oh yeah, you just you just got to add another link. It's no big deal. That's exactly right. You just got to yeah. add another link. Uh, yeah. But that's the other thing is like, just the more you add, it's like the fucking more shit that can go wrong on the yeah, and, more, and the more money they cost, and the <laughs> more know? money they cost. Yeah, uh, yeah. but yeah, that's the that's the one thing I would like to do to my sports. Besides, I got to build another rack because fucking Cliff wrecked it in the desert. But right. Uh, Maybe not. I mean, the rack's really not that bad. I'm well, probably just too lazy to Cl- do it. Cl- Cliff's lucky that, that that rack isn't his gravestone. I know, dude. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, fuck, I love Cliff, dude. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, so he, Badfish, he built some. He's the only one that did uh, custom foot controls, huh? Yeah. Uh, I believe leave so or did adam have something done no not on the foot controls not not that i recall no adam spike had a had a whole you know that that was built by are you familiar with warrior built there yeah yeah that that that's one of the guys from warrior built actually did the work on his bike yeah his name's his name's ross you know stuff like that so and uh, there's a whole story behind all that, which I'll tell you some other time. <laughs> so at any rate, um, so he was on there. Um, cool Beans Chris. Cool Beans Chris, that's right, dude. Yeah. Cool Beans, he didn't fucking do anything except for put some different tires on his Sportster, did he? Correct. 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 Oh, I love it. And he was fucking hauling ass, wasn't he? Yep. Oh, that's yep. awesome. 
Yeah, we call him retard smart. Oh, retard strong. Retard strong. Oh, you guys are assholes. <laughs> you, you know how he is. You know, he, he he's just the way he is. You know, he, he throws all caution to the wind and just um, twists the grip. We are fucking blessed to know that guy. <laughs> Real he's man. One of, he, he's I have not my... seen that motherfucker since we just left him in Nepal. Oh no! I've seen him a few times, and he's one of my favorite human beings. Oh my so, gosh! He's a guy you should get on the podcast. Oh, dude! I hope that he. I, I want to go ride with that dude again. Oh, he's he's fun. He's he's fun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His Sportster. It was 1991 Sportster or 92. He's owned it since like 93. Oh my gosh! So he's got thousands and thousands of miles on it, right? And it was—he stopped riding it uh, probably 2000, 2000 or two thousand one. Okay, because he bought a soft tail. Gotcha. Bought a, a Heritage. Those are bad bikes, dude. <laughs> so he bought the heritage and then the, the sportster sat behind his coffee shop under a tarp since I think the last time I was on the road was like 1998. Oh, wow. So Jay pulled it out of, or uh, he had a move when he sold the coffee shop. He had a move to a friend of his garage, like a d- damp stank garage. And uh, so it sat there for since we went to Nepal. Yeah, because that's when he sold the shop. Right, 2019. So it sat there. But before that, it was sitting under a tarp. <laughs> Just outside. Yeah. So Jay went and picked it up, drained the gas out of it. He said it was actually not bad shape for just sitting around. It was, you know, spider webs and corrosion on it, you know, from sitting outside. But uh, the tank was clean and the, it fired right up once they drained the tank and put new fresh gas in it and changed the oils and stuff like that. Nice. And 10-inch uh, rear shocks on it. <laughs> put Navi tires on the rear, you know, the Shinkos, because they fit on the 16. Yeah. And the front end was like a stock length and 14 inch apes on it. So badass. <laughs> Solo seat. Oh, sick. Mid controls. And then he had highway pegs. Oh, he was hurting. <laughs> yeah. He probably rode the most off road miles of all of us. Really? Believe it or not. Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Because it just ended up how he ended up, you know, where he was in the in the pack and stuff like that. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. So is that, that's everybody, right? We can go to the beginning of this race now? No, I mean, I mean uh, the beginning of the ride? No, we got Dr. Matt. Oh, Dr. Matt. I don't know this yeah, guy. Dr. Matt's my buddy local here. Okay. He's, he's the guy that, he's the guy behind the scenes that helps me. He's like my... Right hand man of, of all my bikes that I built. Oh, that's awesome, Doctor Matt. So you took yeah, one of your employees he, on this trip? No, he's not an employee. Oh, he, he's, he's just he's, a, he's, he's just a friend. No, oh, he's a, he's awesome. a legit. He's a chiropractor. Oh, that's legit. oh chiropractor. Yeah. Oh, that was by design. You took this guy, huh? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, he's a chiropractor. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, he, he, he's, he's, he, you know, believe it or not, you know, I'm the bike guy and everything. I have zero tats and short hair and everything, no beard. Yeah. He's all tatted up, long hair, beard, you know. That's awesome. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if you were to look at us and say which one's the doctor, they point at me, and, I, and it's not. That's it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> so at any rate, so um, he 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 had an AD. Uh, he wanted to build another bike anyway, and he, he actually built one that was it was it's pretty nice. It's uh, it, it, it was really nice for going thrashing in the woods. No shit. Yeah. So he built a rack. He built you know he had bark busters on it. He put a little fairing on it for the headlight to cover up the gauges and. You know, and you know, my bike's all stripped down and everything. So, what kind of front end did he have? Same as mine. As okay. far as uh, um, as as far as the the bones of the bikes, they're both the same. Gotcha. It's just that he he took his a little different direction than I took mine. Yeah, he put you a know? little bit more effort into it. Is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah, yeah. You know, he wanted yeah he wanted it to be more of a street bike that he could take off road whereas i didn't want any extra shit on mine that didn't make it go or stop gotcha now is this now the bike that you built is it comparable to like that the red sports that you built a while back the one that the one that i built yeah yeah pretty much but you know obviously the fit and finish wasn't as yeah, nice. yeah 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 and and i didn't put i left the the fender struts on and the stock rear fender just cut off on the rear to, uh, cause I wanted something to mount, you know, saddlebags and yep. stuff like that. Uh, you know, I didn't want to cut them off and then have to add something back again. That didn't make any sense. No, you know, so th- that's what we did. And mine, I had a, I had a built well, uh, seat pan and then I sent it to counterbalance cycles and I, I had a picture of, a of a like a 70s motocross seat and i said i want it to look like this and i want it to be this tall and it actually worked out pretty well so mine's like six inches thick oh my gosh yeah and it's flat and it's got a little little tiny kick on the back just so i can if i'm on the back of the seat i can feel you know that i'm on the back of the seat yeah yeah you know Yeah, so stuff like that. So, and uh, you know, some of the other guys just put you know stock seats on them and stuff like that. Just you know, I wanted to be able to move forward and backwards, you know, because I'm the biggest counterbalance on the damn thing. Yeah, you know, you know, to move around and things like that. So, so, so uh, I mean, what was uh, now? We heard what all the bikes turned out like. How much yep. effort was put into them? Did they meet your expectations? Did you think that they were going to put more into building these bikes, or did you think maybe they weren't going to put as much into building these bikes? What is, what what was your thought? Some of the some of the guys I thought went a little overboard for what we were doing. Yeah, and then some of the guys I thought didn't take as take enough care. Really, you, you are know? you talking about Cool Beans, Chris? Now, eh, yeah, Cool Beans, <laughs> and, yeah, you know. Because I, I didn't want, like, breakdowns and stuff like that to, uh, you know, to, 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 to ruin the trip for the rest of the people. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and we forgot about Heinrich. 
Oh. Uh, Heinrich, Heinrich's my friend from uh, up here also, and he uh, he built his. He had a chopper and he changed the frames around and this and that. And he, he and uh, he he put his bike all together and he rode down and met us also. Nice. So I think that's everybody. So where did you guys meet up? We met up in uh, Damascus, Virginia, okay. which is it's like five miles from the Tennessee border. Gotcha. So it's it's right off of eighty one. You made it like uh, a hotel or a gas station? Yeah, yeah, yeah a hotel. We we met. It, this was over uh, Memorial Day weekend. Yep. And we were going to kick off. Uh, the ride started at nine o'clock. Kicks ends up nine o'clock Monday morning. Gotcha. So I didn't care where you were before nine o'clock Monday morning. You know, yeah. So and uh, Brandon ended up meeting us at a. At a couple towns uh, away on on the first leg of the trip when we started riding, gotcha. he just he 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 drove from Connecticut like through the night, unloaded his bike and joined us on the trail. So and then uh, we the first day once we started getting in into it and stuff, we did probably I don't know maybe a hundred and ten miles off road. That's a lot of off road miles. So, and then, then things started coming apart. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> well, we went, we were riding. So, with, I mean, this was like, how many miles was mapped out for the first day? Uh, the, we had to do roughly 200, 200 miles per day. Okay. In order to make the five day. Now, is this, was this like, uh, what? Butler suggested? No, they, they don't really suggest much of anything. Uh, they just have it. They just have different sections. Uh, all the sections we could, they're roughly a hundred miles or less. The sections. Yeah. That's a section is a day of riding. Uh, it depends on where you are. Or I mean, that's their suggestion is what I'm trying to say. Oh, I didn't. I didn't ever read that. Well, I mean, I don't know that they say it in the fine print, but it's, you know, it's it is definitely set up that way. That's like the oh. mild suggestion is one section a day. Well, anyway, we were able to do two sections a day, but you gotta you gotta carry a thirty mile an hour average pace. Yeah, which is a lot off road. Well, and we were averaging maybe. 18 miles an hour? Yeah. Yeah, so if it was Jay, myself, and maybe a few other guys, we could have probably done 28 miles an hour average. Yep. And we wouldn't have had an issue. But once you start adding everybody into it. Absolutely. Then, you know, if there was four or less, we could have probably done it. Yeah. But uh, just having 10, it just made everything, you know. What was the first holdup? Uh, when Jay wadded it up. Oh, Jay did? Yeah. Yeah, he came out of a, out of a corner, and there was like a, like a tuft of leaves, and the leaves weren't just leaves. They were in a mud puddle. Oh, and he yeah. and he didn't realize that they were that they were in the mud puddle. 
So he hit the mud puddle. The bike he swapped back and forth three, four times. Almost saved it and ended up going down. Well, going down on the just basically low sided it on on one side of the bike. So and he uh and one of his luggage popped off and went down down the cliff like fifty feet down. It wasn't a cliff like that video we were talking about, but yeah. it was yeah, it was a pretty good <laughs> pretty good hill to go down to to go get it. Yeah. So, did it, did you get it bolted back on? Yeah, we got it all fixed up. Here, hold on a second. Oh, blowing his nose. So, anyway, so the so we got the that back on. And uh, so got that back on, and then we're waiting, and like 20 minutes went by after all this stuff, after Jay wadded it up. And you still there? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. So uh, then we're like, where is everybody, the rest of the pack? And one of the other guys, Heinrich, was going down. There was a pretty good downhill, and I don't know what happened. He got crossed up or something, and the thing bike cartwheeled down the downhill. Oh, sick! <laughs> yeah, he just fucking squeeze that front brake a little bit much, huh? Yeah, something, something. I don't know. I didn't see it. So yeah, and it, it just it just cartwheeled down the down the down the downhill, and uh, so then he he was out. And he uh, he ended up riding to the road section, which was we were almost to the end of the one of the of the first session. See, at, when we first tucked into the, because there's a lot of there's like road and then dirt road, then road, then dirt road, and uh, it sort of winds. It doesn't ever seem like you're going in a straight line ever. You know, it seems like you're you're double backing, but you're not. I guess so. Uh, when we tucked into this last off-road session, Jay, Jay stepped up the pace. And I'm like, huh. I says, we've already been riding about 100 miles. I says, these guys are starting to get tired. I says, I'm going to back it down a little bit. So I slowed down, and then Jay just kept on going, you know. And then he got ahead of me probably, I don't know, he was probably like one turn ahead of me, you know. So he was just out of sight for me to, to see him because I was I was next in line and then 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 he wadded it up you know he was he was just swapping as I was coming up over the edge of the of the hill <laughs> and this was his second wada no 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 this oh, is the, the same one okay. the same one but he he was stepping up the pace and then he wadded it up gotcha. so you know and, and then that sort of changed the, the the tune of you know everybody's how they were feeling that day yeah. so yeah, so Rick ended up riding on road to the to the hotel, and even on road, the way the the way that it was set up, even if you go straight from hotel to hotel, um, where we were, it was still like a six hour ride to the next hotel. Oh wow. Yeah, so it, and you know it's like twelve hours or so off road, but you know it's still a six hour ride riding on road. 
so to, to get there. So that's how far apart they are. And uh, yeah, it sounds like two days worth of riding there, Tim. <laughs> so at any rate, so we got, <laughs> so we got through the the first day. Well, these are things you learn. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, when, when you're out there. So we got through that the first day, and then uh, then the second day, Amy and uh, Rob showed up. Okay. And they, they rode through the night, and Rob ran out of the gas on the way there or something from Long Island, I don't, you know, on the way there and stuff like that. Did their fresh energy kind of change the vibe? Not, not really. Not, not really. But day two was the most, uh, it was only one section, and it was like 170, 135 miles. Okay one section. So <clears throat> the first part of the day started off. Okay. And then, then there was a section that when you're off road, you always try to get gas whenever you can, obviously, because yeah. you don't know when the next time you can get gas. So the, the GPS brought us to the bottom of this hill on road. And then it said, go back up the hill again. And then after we stopped and we pulled the paper map out, we realized that uh, going back up the hill, it was we were supposed to get gas at the bottom of the hill, but there was no gas station. Oh, okay. shit. Yeah, so we had to go back down the hill again and then find, make a left or a right turn. There was a town, there was a sign that there was a town like eight or ten miles down gotcha. we went to this gas station that there was nobody there but the gas pumps were on yeah i've never seen one of them before really yeah Hell, i've seen just gas pumps with no store connected to them well uh, yeah that nothing was there it was just two uh, island of gas pumps that you put your card in and that's it yeah 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 no people no nothing welcome to the mountains yeah so so anyway so we went and got gas there and then on the way back, going back up the hill again, things got discombobulated. Um, like we lost half the group. You know, like we made a turn and nobody stayed. You know, and I told them that they always got to, whoever's, you always got to make sure that you got one headlight in your mirror unless you know you're the last guy. And I asked the guy in the middle of the pack, I says, Who, where's the other guys that are behind you? Oh, there's nobody behind me? You know? <laughs> you know so, yeah. So Dr. Mack got lost and a couple other guys got uh, lost, or not necessarily lost, but away from the rest of the group. And then, and I'm like, Jesus. So I stayed back. I stayed back to find those guys and, you know, see if I could call them or cell phone and tell them where, you know, what the game plan is. We had like a... <laughs> Uh, I told Jay that with the rendezvous point up, you know, up the trail, like 30 miles or whatever, and then we'd, we'd try to catch up. Well, we went to the rendezvous point, me and a couple of the other guys that were stragglers, and uh, we waited there for about an hour, and they didn't come through, they didn't come through, they didn't come through. Then finally I said, the hell with it. I said, let's, let's start heading towards, you know, the end spot. Yeah. for the night, you know, so, cause it was still probably four hours away, 
you know, even riding road, not even off road. And then we got up up there, and, and uh, by the time we got there and everything, they the, everybody else showed up about an hour later. You know, so and uh, man, you should have heard. I just saw everybody's faces at the at the end of that day. It's like, man, one guy says, "If I see another patch of gravel, I'm gonna puke." <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you know? Yeah, I could tell that they were just over it. You know, yeah. You know, they're like, man, this, this yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. You know, at least. So what? What I I says after dinner, I says Let, let's talk about it. I says because we're 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 in the northern part of West Virginia at this point in time. Okay. And uh, the the Tulane is epic. You know, I I, I take my big bike down there just to ride the Tulane. Gotcha. You know, yeah, it's really, really good riding down there. And uh, it was, plus it was, it was like 98 degrees every day when we were riding. And uh, so it, we went and then we had dinner, had a few, few drinks and shit like that. And then I come back the next day. I says, you guys want to, uh, I says, you want to go right off road the next day? Oh, and Adam's bike, his bike, the clutch shit the bed by this point in time. Oh, shit. <clears throat> Yeah, and Shade Tree Surgeon, uh, on the trail, he got a phone call that something was going on at home that he had to be home for. So he, he took off right from lunch and started really? heading back to Tampa. Yes, so we lost two guys that day, plus we lost another guy the day before. So, you know, typical trip. And then and then I, I said, well, why don't we do two lanes, you know, for – for the next day and then we'll we'll take a consensus what we want to do the next day after that you know if we want to go back into the trails or, or what because by then we did probably uh maybe 300 350 yeah uh, off-road miles stuff like that so and uh so we were about a third of the way through the through the trail and uh and we still had, this was Wednesday. We still had Thursday, Friday, uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, I think is the way. It, I yeah. think we we're going to finish up on Saturday to, to do it. So we had plenty of time. And then they were calling for rain and, you know, and this and that. And then uh, after chicken rick and and uh brandon at breakfast the next day they says brandon still has his truck you know two days down south because he was gonna have to ride all oh the way from oh my gosh so everybody just started dropping like flies yeah yeah so then it was just me uh jay cool beans doctor no, Doctor Matt decided he was going to go home that morning anyway. Oh, he said, yeah. he, "He said I had enough fun. He says I'm going to. I don't want to ride in the rain. He says I'm going to start heading home. So he ended up heading home anyway. <laughs> in DC, John, you know, we we're almost parallel. He says I can be home in three hours from here. Oh my gosh! So he's like, he says I think I'm going to head home. You know, if nobody wants to. Dude, it just fell apart, man. Yeah, yeah. Well, so then it was me. Cool beans, Chris, Jay, uh, her two wheels husband, uh, what do you call it, Jordan? Jordan. Uh, you, you met her, right? You know, Jess? Yep. Her, her husband. Uh, and who else? Oh, and Rob and Amy. So there was 
what, six of us? Yeah. We're right. And then we just decided to ride two lane, you know, up, up we ended up stopping it riding up through, through Maryland and then Pennsylvania, all two lane to uh, state college, Pennsylvania. And then we, we, you know, where Penn state is. And then we, we, we just, uh, we went out, you know, for dinner, had some beers and I think everybody was just whipped. You know, I could tell everybody was beat. Fuck and yeah. then th- this, this was Thursday night, Thursday night. And then it was raging rain Thursday night. Oh, and then, yeah. Yeah. So we stayed in the hotel in state college, Pennsylvania. And then everybody else was dispersed. I don't even know where where they went. You know where they were by then. And then uh, then we uh, I got up the next morning. And I knocked on because Cool Beans and and Jay had the had the room next to mine. I'm beating on the door at like seven thirty, and fucking they were fucking forget it. <laughs> so I just got I went down and it where the hotel we were parked in a in a parking garage below the hotel. Oh, so nice. yeah, so at least that we were in the bikes and everything were indoors, you know, in the rain when it was raining and everything. So then we uh we just uh I just got packed my bike up and started heading home and from there it's about five hours from me home. So I just I just soloed at home, you know, and all, all two lanes, or I'm sorry, all, all, all highway. The whole well, sa- this sounds brutal, Tim. It sounds like everybody <laughs> just fucking lost it, dude. Yeah, yeah. It well, was like way that. more. I don't think you managed their expectations correctly. No, yeah, I think you sold it to them like this was going to be a walk in the park. Oh, I don't think I sold it to them at all. I think they didn't pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that that may be true. Now, now, obviously, Tim, you have to do this again. I am doing it again. Okay. Yes. What is yes, every, what's have. everybody else's opinion on that? They're like, we've had uh, enough off road on. No, 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 no. They're coming back. Who really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So everybody. There might be one guy that maybe not. But I think everybody else plans on coming back. Really? Yep. Yep. So they, so they really did not learn their lesson. No, absolutely not. They, I mean, I don't see any of these motherfuckers doing any kind of training whatsoever to get ready to do this next time. Oh, no. Oh, no. So did you book the hotels ahead of time? No. No, no only, one, only one is split. This place called Smoke Hole, West Virginia. Yeah. Only because BDR suggested that there's other hotels, but they're farther away. And you would have had to ride almost an hour to get to them. Gotcha. And this one was 20 minutes away. So I, I didn't want to waste all our time, you know, just going riding and, you know, getting to and from a hotel. Yeah, yeah. You know, an hour at night and an hour back in the morning to pick up the next next one so i didn't i didn't want to do that so this was about 20 minutes and you know it was like little cabins and stuff like that but you had to you had to make reservations there well i don't when are you guys planning on doing this same time next year is the tentative plan oh really yeah do you got something planned or not fuck yeah dude what are you doing it's memorial day man same thing we did this year and it was so fucking epic dude Well, I can move it around, or you can move yours around. I'm not moving mine around. Uh, but I'm going to do I already have a time when I'm going to do that trail. Yeah. And that's to go to Laconia. Okay. When is Laconia? 
Laconia's uh, ends on Father's Day. So it's in June. It's in June. Oh, fuck. June. Yeah. June. Of course it's in June. It's probably the same weekend my kid's birthday. Well, usually it's around the 21st or so. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay. Maybe I'm not doing it then. I don't know when I'm doing it. Well, well, you you decide which because that's that's what I was gonna do it. I don't know if I'm gonna do this trail. What I'm gonna do next time, yeah, is we're gonna start like it's. I'm gonna manage it to four days, uh, so it'll be like a long weekend plus travel. Yeah, uh, you know, you come in on a Thursday, you ride. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, then you start heading home Monday or something to that effect. Yeah. You know, and, uh, see, that's tough, man. See those off road trips with fucking shitty sportsters. I just don't know that you can cram all that excitement into those four days without setting yourself up for failure. Well, it's what I'm going to, and I'm only going to do, uh, we'll do two sections, you know, like one section a day. Yeah, and and I might offer if you want like two routes. If you want to take an on road route or an off road route, and you can pick either or for the day. Gotcha. And that's just things I have in my head. Yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the hotel stops will be the same. Gotcha. But now they they got this uh, this Pennsylvania deal. Yeah, sounds intriguing, that, that, doesn't it? Yeah, the, the only thing that sucks about that kind of stuff is if you have a home base, the guys a lot of times will get juiced the night before and don't want to get up the next day. And if you're traveling, they get up. Oh, really? I don't travel yeah. with fucking pussies like that, dude. Yeah, yeah you know you know what I'm talking about? You just need to leave those motherfuckers behind anyways. Well, you can't leave them behind because they don't have to go anywhere. That's true. That's well, that you're leaving yeah. them behind at the home base. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think, uh, man, I want to do the fucking Colorado one again, dude. Yeah, I fucking was so blown away. I mean, like, how was the scenery? How was the road? Like, tell me about oh, the, the, the scenery was epic. But you had to pay attention, or you would have went off the off the edge. Oh, I didn't even tell you that part. Brandon went off the edge. Brandon went off the what edge? Uh, off the edge, he, he there was a hairpin. He stepped off the bike. The bike went over a hundred foot ravine, and he was standing on top of the ravine. Whoa! Yeah, nothing happened to the bike. They were able to, you know, it's not really steep, but it's a pretty good hill, you know. And they it took four of them to get the bike up to the back to the top of the onto the trail. No shit. In about almost two hours. Oh fuck! They were smoked, dude. That happened yeah. the first day or the second day? Second day. Oh man. Yeah, that's why I think a lot of the guys were hosed. Dude, the that's day. that's the hardest thing is picking your bike up multiple times in a day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude, I picked that Pan America up so many times. I picked up this stupid fucking Sportster so many times. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'll wear you out. <laughs> Yeah. So, but at any rate, yeah. So the, everybody plans on going again. So you know, except for maybe one guy or whatever. So, like I said, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it down quite quite a bit. 
from what it was. So instead of like 10 days out, it'll be four days. I, hey, yeah. Tim, I don't think you need to accommodate for these bitches, man. You need well, to do the whole BDR, dude. Well, fucking well, last I, man standing, dude. If you fucking I, I bail, think, just leave them behind. <laughs> I think what I, I want to pick it up where we, uh, where we left it off. Uh-huh. Uh, what I might do is do it the opposite way. Uh, start, do it backwards from the north to the south. Yeah. And then just end it where we ended last time. You know, just do it yeah. backwards. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. But the, the maps and everything are written from the bottom up. So. Yeah, it's, it's definitely, that's how the Colorado one was. It was set up for you to go from south to north. Yeah, I don't know why they do it that way or, you know, what they, that's just the way they chose to do it. Yeah, I mean, you can do it the other way, but it's not as, it, it just takes a little bit more finessing of the information. <clears throat> yeah, uh, f- from what they were saying is they wanted the, the easier parts to be at the beginning and then the harder, more difficult ones at the end, you know, really? so where you're more, yeah, where you're more used to it. Yeah. See, that's not how so. they the the one they did for Colorado. It's like a little bit of everything. It's like it comes in waves. It starts out kind of easy, and then it gets really fucking hard, and then it goes back to kind of easy, and then it gets really fucking hard, and then it goes back to kind of easy, and then gets really fucking hard. Yeah, like like a lot a lot of the trip. Like I said, if I was there with just a couple guys, we could have buzzed through them no problem. Yeah. But but you once you once you start getting. There, there was parts that I really had to pay attention, or you're you're driving off the edge, yeah. you know, and stuff like that. So, but you know, I got a lot, a lot. I don't know how much experience a lot of these guys have either, you know, stuff like that. You know, I spent my whole childhood. <laughs> in well, the and I talked to a couple of them, and my biggest advice was, do whatever you're going to do to the bike as soon as possible, and then spend some time on it. You see time. Yep. Because uh, that's the what you need more than anything. It doesn't matter how good your suspension is, if you don't nope. get to get put some seat time on it, then you know. And if you're running over your tongue, it doesn't matter. Yeah, I mean, that's fucking. That can be a problem. Exactly. I want to do so. You know, I, at one point I had a plan to ride all the BDRs on the Pan America. Well, now the Pan America is in South America, right? And I'm like. Shit, I still want to ride all the BDRs. And uh, and the other day I was like, well, fuck, I have another adventure bike. This fucking Sportster is so fucking capable. So right. I'm going to go ahead and put some time towards it this winter and get it more ready. Uh, and, man, I would like to do that run to Laconia. And there's also the Katy Trail, the Cat Trail. It's the Kentucky Adventure Trail. Oh, I don't know what that is, though. And then... Um, you know, dude, did you hear the podcast I did with Jake? Jake. From Prism. No. Oh I did my not. gosh, you gotta listen to that. So he just did this race called the Tour. It wasn't even a race, it's a ride called the Tour of Idaho. Have you heard of this? No. The Tour of Idaho. Twenty five hundred miles, eighty percent single track, and you have oh. thirteen days to complete it. Jeez. They were starting at two thirty in the morning and finishing at midnight. Oh. Thirteen days? Thirteen days, dude. They made it like four and he hurt his fucking hand and just fucking got dehydrated and sick. 
huh. had to back out. Huh. Yeah, right? For two months. And each group starts, you don't get to communicate with any of the other groups doing it. In each group, so for two months, the dude who puts it on starts a different group every day. Oh, really? Yeah. For two months. And then he gives you the tracks as you're on the trail. Oh, geez. Right? Huh. Said it was the hardest thing he's ever even fucking come close to doing. Oh, hell yeah. It sounds so sick. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, uh, yeah, that, some of that stuff is, yeah. Have you been riding dirt bikes much this summer? No, no, no. I've been working. I've been trying to get caught up at the shop. Yeah, what do you, what's you, what do you got going on at the shop? Oh, it's all kinds of front ends and parts that I owe. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a good news, bad news. Good news is we got all kinds of work to do. Bad news is, is I got to I gotta hurry up and get the shit done. Yeah. <laughs> good news, bad news. What's the What's the big seller right now? Oh, the front ends. We're, we sell, let's sell all kinds of them. That's awesome. Yeah. No, I, I, I never, ever dreamed that those would take off. That's fucking awesome. Yeah. So no. That's, now the uh, tracker front ends mainly. No, all the FXR and Dyna stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. Yeah. Now and you got a fucking ST, didn't you? Yes. What do you think of the ST? Uh, it's, it's got all kinds of motor, and the fairing is epic. The rest of the bike uh, needs, to, you know, it's it's just not tailored to me yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It needs some yeah. fucking little some customization. Yeah, it's uh, basically everything was out of stock for it. Um, so basically, I just put a pair of slip ends on it and and uh, been riding it virtually stock all all year. And uh, so it just just the slip ends on it. Oh, I changed I changed the seat too. What'd you put on it? Uh, Salomon. You know, uh, yeah, it's like a, a sort of a two up touring seat. Now, do you have pegs and, for that bike? Yeah. Your pegs yep. fit that bike. Yep. Yep. I got it. it's just that I, I've right now everything is 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 stock. You know, 'cause it's throttled by wire. It's uh it's got a one seventeen in it. It's got all kinds of power, you know, it's it's just different. It doesn't I I'm used to the the bikes that have like a brutal hit to them. And this thing isn't, it's more like electric. You know, it's 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 different. Yeah, it, it like creeps up how fast you're actually going. So I rode yeah, it to Cleveland. Don't, you don't even feel the motor motor doing its work. No, I rode it to Cleveland a couple of weeks ago, and uh, I set the cruise. It's four and a half hours from my house to uh, like Low Route. Yeah, and uh, I set set the cruise at eighty, right out, right from my place here, and. I ran out of gas before I wanted to get off the bike. No shit. Yeah. So even at 80, it's got all kinds of power to pass. And you can run over 100 miles an hour passing cars and stuff like that, no problem. You know, so it's, you know, c compared to some of the older bikes, that's that's saying something. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, it's the fastest I ever had it, I, I had it going so far, it was like a one, 108, 110, something like that. Nice. You know, yeah, so, and the, the fairing, 
you can tell they spent some time in the wind tunnel on that fairing. Really? It, yeah, it's smaller. It's smaller than the fairing that was on my Road King. Uh, you know the FXRT fairing, uh-huh. and it, there's less turbulence, less. Uh, you don't get any wind on you at all. You know, does it, it blow the, your beard up in your face? No. You don't even have if a I, beard. We don't I, no, but you I, don't no, know. No, no, but I, I could tell if I had because it's got vents <laughs> in it that, that the air the air goes out really? instead of come comes in. Yeah, I I just got like the stock windshield. They only got two windshields available for it right now. Yeah, one's one's a six inch and the other one's a twelve inch, and the twelve inch looks like the chips windshield. You know. Oh yeah. Yeah, so it's it's and it's clear instead of smoke. So I got a Clockworks just came out with one. I got one of the first ones that were available, and that that kick that's a, a six inch with a with a flare. Gotcha. You know the so it adds like an extra two inches. It just hits the top of my helmet now. The the wind. Wow. So if they come out with one that's like maybe a uh, an an eight inch, you know that for me that would be perfect. So, so I'll need like a twelve inch. Yeah, I can still see over the top of it, but you know, it it kicks the wind over the top of my head. So you ride you ride in the t shirt and everything, the only thing that moves is your sleeves. <laughs> you know? Wow. So, yeah. So I'll ride in shorts and a t shirt. Uh you know, gorgeous No, ride, you right? won't. Yeah, no, yeah. Well, anyway, and it was like sixty degrees when when I was riding in the morning one of these days, and I was fine just riding behind the fairing because there was no wind. Oh wow! Yeah, it's a whole a whole different game. Yeah, so that's uh, yeah, no, that that bike goes. You know, it it's it's the only it doesn't sound like a Harley to me. No, the MHs don't. Yeah, it doesn't. You know, the twin cams do, and the evolutions do. But the the M8s don't seem to for whatever reason. I don't know if it's the the way that the the catalytic converter is or the exhaust is or what the deal is. Yeah, I so. think more than anything, it doesn't feel like one because that motor is just so still when it's running. You know, it's well, yeah, it's counterbalanced too. So you know, yeah, yeah. No, I think the thing now rips. is it counterbalanced like the old fucking soft tails or the old twin cam motors, like the B motors with the. Are with they, the balance shafts, yeah, with the chain, fucking. Yeah, I, it doesn't have a chain. I think it's. I think it's gear. I'm not exactly sure. I even. I never had one of these apart. Yeah. So, but it's the you know how the all the CVOs got a 117 in them. Yeah. This one's actually a soft tail 117. It's got different balance than the than the other ones. Okay. <laughs> so the bottom end is different on them, the soft tail motors, than it is on the on the the baggers and stuff like that so and that the cam you know it's only three inches bigger than the 114 and but it, it feels so much different just by the the i think what they did is they put the cam in it would, would be the screaming eagle cam gotcha. like for uh that you could put in the 107 or the 114 yeah. i think it's already got that cam in it and uh yeah it's it's over 100 horse uh through the mufflers and everything stock that's that's quite a bit for one of those bikes. Yeah, for an air cooled air cooled Harley, hell yeah! It was a Pan America to have one fifty horse, but so, but it it the power is different. You yeah. know, it doesn't the Pan America doesn't have the torque like the the big twins do. Are you fucking kidding me? 
No, they don't have the they don't have the they don't have the grunt. Oh, so, oh shit! Mine's got uh, all sorts of grunt, dude. <laughs> Not from down low, though. You gotta you gotta spin them. You know, what do you, what do you turn that thing? You know, eighty five hundred RPM. What I find is it honestly runs better when I keep the RPMs lower and I keep it geared higher than what I would think normally to, ride. Yeah, what I would think to ride aggressive like that. Yeah, it stays cooler. It's smoother. Uh, it actually just works better in the lower RPMs. So less did you than ever, six. Did you ever get your uh, what do you call it squared away? What's that? The um, throttle by wire or the. Limo. I actually the guys up at Grand Teton are fucking bad as fuck, dude. Greg's pulling it off of his bike since the motor company doesn't have any available right now, uh, and he's just sending me the the fucking throttle off of his bike. Oh really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. I gotta get I got all those things all reverse engineered and everything ready to go. I just gotta cut a couple of them. Oh, the fucking uh, the trees. Yeah. 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 Is that bike still sitting? I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You know, so yeah, I gotta I got it all finished up and everything. It's just that we've we've been busy doing other shit, so I haven't I haven't done anything yet with it. As far as cutting them, you know, it'll only be a couple of days cutting them, you know, for the first off. Yeah. No, I, ha- I don't know what condition there. I know that his personal bike is down right now, and they're actually taking the motor from his bike and putting it in Sean's FXR right now. Really? Yeah, because Sean's FXR, fucking something went wrong in his motor, like 500 miles, and it's fucking shredded. Uh, and they couldn't, you know, the motor company wouldn't warranty it. Because, it, yeah, it's all apart. Yeah. Uh, so Greg's letting him fucking use his motor to go to the Virginia City Roundup. Are you going there? Nope. No. No, that's this weekend. I'm actually going to go to the Southern Throwdown. Um, Where's that? That's a, here in Texas. <clears throat> okay. At the Yellow Rose Canyon. Same place as Born Free? Same place that we're going to have Born Free at. That's right. Yeah. When is that, October? October 22nd and 1st, maybe. Oh, it's at, at the end of October. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So so that the motor that he had in there, th- did something happen to it because of something he did or just? Well, from what the. The techs are saying is there's pieces that were missing inside the motor that had to do with the cam chain tensioner, and it was a ticking time bomb. They were actually shocked that it ran for as long as it did. Huh. And and Harley dodges that, that bullet because he pulled that motor out of a brand-new bike, right? Correct. Huh. Huh. Yeah, kind of a fuck situation, but, you know, I mean... I I don't I don't know that any other company would treat it differently. No, absolutely not. A- absolutely not. But uh, uh you know I think he's got some different circumstances maybe, but it's still like fuck, you know. Yeah. It's just a shitty situation. But the guys at Grand Teton are fucking jumping on it and helping him out and at least letting him showcase the bike for the show that he built it for. So, that's cool. Right. Right, right. Those guys are sick. He called me up. He was like, Dan, 
how did you find these motherfuckers? And I'm like, I didn't find them. They found me, you know? <laughs> but yes, they are fucking bad to the bone, so... <laughs> they just, you know, they get it on a whole nother level. I mean, Greg should be the CEO of the motor company, and we'd all be fucking stoked. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, I know. <laughs> yeah. You so, didn't go to Sturgis this year, did you? No, because that trip was, that my trip was, that was it for the, that I had planned for this year. Oh, I mean, I thought for sure you were going to build a gold wing and put your front end on it and bring it down. No, Jesus, no. <laughs> no, I got a, I got an FX, FXR I'm putting together for Daytona. Uh, that nice. was supposed to be, it was supposed to be for this past Daytona, but the it was in paint jail for a while. So oh, that'll happen to projects. Yeah, so actually I got it all the paint back now except for the tank. That's all I'm missing. So that that's not too bad. And, uh, yeah, cause well, the frame was being painted and everything, so I couldn't do anything. You know, I have the, the motors all built, the motors all powder coated, transmissions done, uh, swing arms done. You know, it's got a aftermarket swing arm on it. It's all powder coated. Everything's done. Uh, I just didn't have a, I didn't have a frame to build everything up. And then, then I was going to do it for, uh, fuel Cleveland. Yeah. And I called Mikey up. I says, look, Mike, I says, I don't feel like working this hard this summer. So I'm going to work on other stuff instead, instead of putting another bike together. <laughs> so he said, no problem. So, How was Fuel Cleveland? Uh, it was it was really good. Uh, the new venue is pretty sweet? Yeah, it was outdoors. And it was more of a, instead of a, like a stuffy show type deal it was more like a big party nice yeah because it, it was it was in uh it was in like this old uh the, there's national park that's south of cleveland yeah and, and they got like this uh turn of the century last century uh village in there they got a, like a blacksmith house and a church and a uh you know a town square and stuff you guys partied right there yeah it was the the whole it was the road leading into it where all the vendors were set up on both sides of the road it was like a big driveway and there was like all these houses you know like that were built like in the 1850s you know all along the way and then that's fucking cool yeah the town square was the center you know they had like a loop like a church and then a school and then a couple other blacksmith shop and a couple other houses and stuff and then in the center of the town square is where all the show bikes were nice yeah so it it, was because everything is so big it looked like there were six bikes out there but you know it it was actually, it was a really good, it was a nice day too, but which could turn to shit in a hurry if it decided to rain, yeah. you know, but it ended up being bright and sunny all day long. And, uh, they, I bet you they had, I don't know, 3,500 people come through the place. No shit. Yeah. The, the parking lot was across the street for the, for the motorcycle and there had the, uh, it was proud. Uh, the size of a football field, maybe, and it was it was packed with bikes, ride riding bikes. That's what I heard. I heard that there was more par- bikes in that parking lot than somebody told me they'd ever seen before. 
Oh yeah, there there was quite a, quite a few bikes there. Yeah, and then they had like a little ride from the lake Lakeview uh, Lakeside Park. Oh yeah, the one that BMW put on. Yeah, yeah, I I, I would. I, I I participated in the. I was one of the guys that blocked traffic and stuff. Nice. Yeah, that was fun. So you blocked traffic for the BMWs on your Harley. Yeah, on my ST. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, but mo- most all the other bikes were all Harleys. There, the only BMWs that were really in the ride were uh, were the brand new ones. They were the same ones that they brought out the Sturgis, the same bikes. Yeah. <clears throat> was Mark yeah. there? Do you know Mark Boucher? Uh, I do not know Mark him. Boucher, super rad cat. Yeah, he, uh, yeah, because they weren't just the local dealer guys. They were from uh, BMW. Oh, yeah, it was fucking corporate, Cor- dude. Yeah, it was. They yeah. sent out the killers, dude, to go round up some new fucking Beamer riders. <clears throat> yeah. Those, those R8, was R18? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah the, the bagger version is actually really nice. Fuck, dude. BMW makes nice shit, period. You know? Sure, sure. Like, they just do. Yeah, but it's not American-made, so you won't catch my ass on it. Well, is, you think your fucking ST's American-made? Oh, it's more than a BMW is. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. It was, I mean, it maybe was, can, you can say that. It's more American-made than, your beam, than a Beamer is. <laughs> At least it was assembled in York, Pennsylvania by some union worker. Yeah, that's true. Okay. I'll, give you <laughs> I'll, that. I'll guarantee you that. <laughs> it's got Michelin tires in it, made in France. So, yeah. No, that's, uh, I'm sure the, the wheels and stuff are made in China. Oh, yeah. You know, the front yeah. end, the, all the electronic components. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. swing arm. I mean, is there any part on that bike manufactured here? Oh yeah, they they build all their own frames and the and all the sheet metals done here. Really, and the engines too. The engines. Yep, they they might source some of the parts from wherever, but yeah, the engines are built here are manufactured here too. Nice. Yeah. Yep. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Well, sick, Tim. Well, um, man, I'm going back to Nepal. Yeah, I know you are. I am fucking so stoked, dude. I wish you were going to be there again. Are you going the same trip that uh, that we did last time? The same I, period I don't time? know. I, same time period. Yeah, I can't be gone yeah. for Thanksgiving. Uh, but I'm going to talk to Bear about this week. Because, you know, when we went, we did the normal route backwards. Right, right. So maybe we'll do the normal route, the normal route this time. Uh, well, he, he hasn't been there since we were, were there. Yeah, he stayed a little longer than we did, but yeah, he left and yeah. hasn't been back. No, I'm excited. No. Yeah, he's uh, racing the Arkansas Mile uh, in I think couple three weeks. Really? Yeah. Fuck! I wish I was gonna be here for that. I think my buddy's racing that too. Yeah, because since Bonneville got, Bonneville got flooded out. Oh yeah, dude! I need to call yeah. Shane. Shit. Yeah, that got flooded out, and then so the Arkansas Miles the the only other thing that's going on. So there, Tyler, that's what he planned on racing with that dual engine. Yeah, it's got uh, one of our front ends on it. It's got a custom one on it now, uh, inverted, and uh, so he planned on doing the Arkansas Mile uh, in 
and then Bear did the was out in Bonneville and everything, and then it got rained out, and then so he's he's shifting gears and gonna try to get out there for so that. So Tyler that didn't try and do Bonneville this year. No, not at all. No, didn't plan on it. I don't know he if if it's he's sort of disillusioned with the because the way he the last two times out there he's crashed. Yeah. Yeah, so I think he wants to try something else first, at least for a shakedown. Really? Yeah. So and he and it he was saying that the the way that they they go about things is sort of hokey and they, they shouldn't have when he crashed the first time he should, the the track was way too wet and too loose. Oh yeah, no, I was out there. It was the, the yeah. fucking it was trash. Yeah, he said they should have never let anybody out on that track. Yeah. So and he said they didn't even realize it until he until he got up to you know was out racing and realized how bad it was. So, but at any rate. So yeah, so that's what that's where they're going to do that. I think it's it's the last weekend. Of, September, you know, it's the last weekend, first weekend in October, gotcha. you know, it's, uh, is when they're going to Arkansas. So actually for you, that wouldn't be too bad. You no, know, it's they, right around the corner, but I'll be in South America. Yeah. They, it's actually, it's in the, it's more in the, on the Tennessee end of okay. Arkansas. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's in the North, North, uh, East corner. So it's it's right there uh, by Kentucky, you know, Kentucky and Tennessee and Arkansas That's all come together. Beautiful. I can't believe there's anything flat over there. And well, they're racing a runway, so I don't know who, who, if it's an old uh, military base or what it is. Huh. Yeah. That makes more sense. Yeah. So well, when they did the Ohio Mile there, the, it was the DHL runway. Really. You know, yeah, if you look at where the two are, they're only like a hundred miles apart from each other, where they used to race to where they're racing now. Hmm. Yeah, so you know it's a it's a big deal getting out to Bonneville. You know, as far as you know, what however much money to get out there, and you know you can't, you know you got to how many ho- there there isn't really any provisions to for anybody to stay out there. No. You know. You know, and it's out in the middle of, of nowhere. You know, where, where do you end up staying? Salt Lake City? You know, Wendover is a little shit town. Wait, come know? on. Wendover's great, dude. <laughs> You're not staying. Nobody's staying in Salt Lake City, dude. They're all well, staying know, in Wendover, Wendover. Wendover's close. But, you know, it's just a little shit town. You know, it's not, and they that's got why casinos so, and bars and strip clubs. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Can't fucking talk shit on Windover, dude. I had too much fun there. <laughs> but they don't have an abundance of rooms, that, you know, for the whole, all the teams or anything like no, that. No, they don't have that. No, so that, that's, I don't know. I mean, those fucking hotels and casinos are huge. Yeah, I don't know, man. Uh, <laughs> That's why so many guys stay in RVs and stuff like that. No, they stay in RVs because fucking RVs are funner. Staying on the salt, when you wake up on the salt, dude, it's sick as fuck. <laughs> Sun rising, salt in your coffee. Oh, my gosh. It's getting me excited, Tim. 
<laughs> well, the, what do you call it? The, you know, the bear, bear was saying something about it. He says, yeah, he says, you know, all these people driving through this, you know, this salt water and stuff. He says, that's wreaking havoc on their vehicles and this and that. I says, do you think that's worse than driving in Buffalo in the winter? No, it's probably not, dude. My friends <laughs> yeah. went, dude, and they fucking woke up, and there's like six inches of water everywhere. They're all yeah. fucking stuck. Yeah. Oh, there's man. a bear set. Bear said it took him till. He says they started Sunday, and he says it was either Thursday or Friday before they got everybody off the salt. No shit. Yeah. Yep. Wow. That's so, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Well, and he said part of it is because they got like a dike around the area that to, to helps preserve the salt, and that's why when they got that much rain, they didn't. There was no outlet for the for the water to go. Yeah, just fucking rose. Yeah, just you know, it was like it was like a a, a moat or you know a, a wall around the whole thing to keep the water in. Fucking damn, dude. Yep, exactly. Exactly. Damn. <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, we just did two hours. I hear my kid yelling at me. Uh, okay. I really wish you guys would have had a better experience on this trip. Uh, we had, we all had a great time. Okay, good. No, we had a, we had a great time. You know, it, it just didn't go as planned. Well, that's to be expected. Yeah. So no, that it's so much. We're gonna do it again. Good. So. Yeah, so that's, uh, like I said, that's, it's, you know, so, like, uh, Chicken Rick was really upset. Oh, I failed. And the, what do you mean you failed? We didn't fail Dick. We had a good time. That was the goal. No, you failed. No, we didn't no, fail Dick. <laughs> we, just, we just failed Dick. You learned a lot. You definitely yeah, learned we, a lot. Uh, we, and that's we, what we, matters. We, we got we got home. If I wanted to be an asshole, I said, "Hey, what the fuck? Where are you guys going? Fucking, I'm staying. I'm riding, dude. You know." No, no. I mean, it. as long as you guys go back and do it, that's what I want. I want to hear the end of this story where you guys complete it. That's what I want to hear. Oh yeah. I wish no, I was going to be there for it too. Well, you you can. It's just that you choose not to be. <laughs> You're right. You're right. I I can't even. I you know, I did choose that. I yeah, did. I don't know that I don't know that I would have just stopped though, like unless my bike just quit working. No, but like I said, the way it was going to go is like I said, I wanted to, you know, because everybody looked like they were all frustrated as hell. Oh yeah. I said, well, we'll ride two lanes for today, and then we'll pick the trail up back tomorrow, and then basically, like you needed like you know, a Marcus Aurelius fucking pep talk is what you needed at that point, dude. Yeah. Get everybody yeah. back on their steeds. Yeah, exactly. So it's I'm like, tough, hey. dude. It's tough, especially, I I mean, doing something that grueling with a bunch of people. Uh, there's a bunch of emotions and feelings involved, and like technical difficulties and safety issues. There's just a oh, lot yeah. going on. Yeah, no, I, I I didn't feel like we we failed at all. You know, we all had a good time. That's, and that, awesome. that's what that was the whole goal right there is to have a good time and you know the the the, the beginning to the end was just uh you know uh, a mile marker you know so it's not like that you know we i crashed out the first day and you know and didn't see anymore you know stuff like that so you know i i basically rode 1500 miles on a goddamn open sportster when i have a brand new motorcycle sitting in my garage <laughs> You know, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, Tim. Well, I can't wait to go bang up my front end. 
and if anybody, if anybody needs a Sportster front end or a dirt bike front end adapted to their Sportster, this is the guy right here. Oh yeah. Well, just so you know, uh, Lowbrow is running uh, running mine and Doctor Matt's bikes on on their uh, blog. Okay. So it's it's going to be featured, and then I wrote an article about the trip. Uh, for it'll be in the Biltwell um, Parts and Labor, their trade that they send out to all their dealers and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah, with, yeah. With photos of the trip and and uh, things like that. So you know, it's it's not an Alaska adventure, but it's it's it's. Uh, that reminds it's, me, Bill sent me an email about that. I need to find that and dig that up. What's that? About doing something for that rag. The built well thing. Oh yeah, yeah. I, I wrote it and and I, I submitted it with a bunch of photos and stuff. They're gonna run it in the next issue. I think it's uh, the fall or the, you know, the next quarterly issue that they do. Yeah. So if anybody wants to read about it and, and things like that, so you can do that. And uh, like I said, lowbrow. Uh, I basically lowbrow is what we did to the bikes and uh, you know at least a couple of the bikes. And then you can see if you want to duplicate stuff, don't be afraid to call me. You know, and you follow me on Instagram and you know Gigastat at Instagram. So Gigastat cycle. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So and then we'll hook them up or point them in the right direction. You know, whether they they get anything from us or not, that's up to them. You know, I'll point them in the right direction. You're the man, Tim. I appreciate it. So, all right, well, it's, it's been fun as always, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Yes, sir, Tim. Have a good evening. All right, you too. Have a good day. Bye. See ya. Thank you for tuning in, man. I hope I didn't fucking bum you out, Tim, talking about your trip was a failure or whatever the fuck I said last night. Um, I know that you guys set out on a mission to have fun, and you did have fun. And I can't wait to see that you guys all get back on your bikes and uh, attempt the same challenge. Uh, I really enjoy those BDRs, and I can't wait to do the Mid-Atlantic. I really want to do, like, the Utah one and the California one. Uh, New Mexico, eh, you know, I already know where the good riding's at in New Mexico. Uh, fucking tour of Idaho. Does Idaho have one? Dude, Wyoming has a BDR now, and... When I was on my chopper riding back from Sturgis, I ran into some guys that were on the BDR. What do you know? I was on the same roads that the fucking dirt bikes were on, on my chopper. Uh, it's just the way I roll, but that was rad. I would like to go up there and do that one as well. Uh, fucking BDR, backcountry discovery route. Backcountry discovery route. You can look that up on the gram. They got great maps. Uh, if you want to hear about my... BDR experience through Colorado on the Pan America. You can check that out somewhere. I think there's a podcast about it. Uh, yeah, there's definitely. There's gotta be, dude. Just Google BDR and Danger Dan, I think. And uh, I want to give a special thanks to Grand Teton Harley Davidson keeping me up and running on the Pan America in South America. Dude, on the Danger Dan American Highway. That's right, dude. I hope you didn't miss out on the Danger Dan American tees, man, because they were fucking sick, man. Uh, I'll have an uh, ooh, I don't know if I have any extra, actually. I don't have any here right now, but I, there might be some at the shop. Uh, man, I hope that you guys all have a wonderful day. Go to mcshoptees.com, dangerdancetalkshop.com. Check out the events happening this weekend, September 10th. Man, 
Have a wonderful fucking weekend.